across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Busy show. Thank you, James. Excellent stuff, mate. As excellent stuff as always. Have a lovely weekend. Busy show this evening. Did I just call him mate, like some sort of DJ? Um, Frank Highfield is kicking off the show at ten, and then, and then, and then, dear listener, it's three hours of your calls straight to air, live and unscreened. Don't call in yet. I shall tell you when. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making. Can you talk? I went across to Switzerland where all the yodelers be to try to learn to yodel with my yodel OD. I climbed a big high mountain on a clear and sunny day and met a yodeling gallop in a little Swiss chalet. She taught me to yodel, yodel OD, yodel Taught me to yodel, yodel a dee, yodel a dee, yodel a dee. Yodel a dee, yodel a dee, yodel a dee, yodel a dee, yodel a Well, now I'm gonna teach you how to yodel just like me. It's easy when you're singing to go yodi-lo-di First you take a deep breath and it's K-O, one, two, three Then you'll hear yodel if you listen close to me Yeah, this is how to yodel yodel a yodel This is how to yodel yodel a To it. It's incredible. Here we go. Come on. How how can you honestly? minutes and six seconds and there is not anybody listening to that at home that hasn't now got a stupid big grin plastered all over your faces admit it it's joyous it's wonderful it's nonsensical that is exactly what pop should be if you were listening a couple of days ago you'll know that i got a little bit obsessed with um yodeling we played about seven different versions of that song. I, I am beyond thrilled. I am super excited. The, the, the voice behind that song, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Frank Highfield is on the line. Frank! Ian, you've got me shrieking. What a song to start with. I mean, be fair. Oh, mate, it's... A, hey, listen, can I ask? I know, you, I know you're a little bit older than you were there. Can you still do the yodeler? Or is that gone? No, I can't. I mean, I don't do a good job of yodeling, but I never did anyway, so what difference does it make? Oh, no, no. It's, I mean, it's a great sound. We, we got obsessed with yodeling on the show the other day, and we, and we played that, uh, uh, several versions of that. And it is a great sound. A strange sound for an early six. 60s pop record. Where, 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 how did it get introduced to you, Frank? 
Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I always remember when I came over here, my manager said to me, under no circumstances must you yodel. <laughs> he said, because it'll typecast you for the rest of your life. And what have you done to me tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Frank. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ian, you're a monster. Oh, God, I've tortured you all the, after all these years. Um, now, yeah, now, how did you end up over here? Because you weren't born here, were you? No, I was I, I was born in Coventry. Yes. Oh, you're born in Coventry, oh, and then you went yes. over to Australia. I'm a palm. Yes. Oh, okay. I sorry. I thought I, you were I, born there. No, 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 no. I, I I suffered all through the war years and all that sort of business. Yeah, Coventry um, during the war. Blimey. Yeah, you were at the centre of it. Right, excepting I was only three when I moved out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Um, and but, then you uh, started... We moved down to London and we yeah. had all the... the and then the Blitz all happened down there, so... Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't get away from it. The Nazis were after you, Frank. It was you they were singling out. Hey, tell me about it. I know they were. <laughs> <laughs> but then you went over to... It was Australia, wasn't it? I went went out to Australia actually in nineteen would you believe nineteen forty eight. Flipping heck. Yeah, I know. Is there anybody as old as that? <laughs> I, I was ten years old at the time. And what was it like? Because because obviously nineteen forty eight was a lot earlier than the, I know it became very fashionable in the fifties and sixties to go over to Oz. What was it yeah. like when you got there? It must have been a shock. Well, uh, it, it, it wasn't really a shock to me because both my parents were Australians. Okay. Yeah, my my mum and dad were both born in Sydney, you see. Yeah, yeah. So I'd heard a lot about Australia long before I even start, you know, set foot on the place. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it wasn't any it really strange to me when I got there. But um, it's it, it was um, it was a, a big adventure, I can tell you. I bet it was. And how did yeah. the um, how did the singing come about? Do you remember the first time you sang in front of a crowd? Yes, I do. Go on. Um, okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I'm ready. It happened, actually, it, when, I, when I was actually in an air raid shelter. <laughs> yeah, when they couldn't I escape. Stood of, I stood in front of the class. Yeah. And I, I sang things like Ten Green Bottles oh. and One Went to Mo and all those wonderful songs. Yeah. You probably remember them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I, oh, I, rem- I remember. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm older than I sound. Ten Green Bottles, of course, was the staple of any car journey in the when, when I was a kid. Uh, but you, exactly. you'd, you'd start at 100, and by the time you got down to about 63, my dad would say, Will you shut up singing that bloody song? <laughs> Driving the nuts! <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> you, now, oh, listen, I know, you've got, I know you've got a cold at the moment, Frank, and I know you're on tour, so... Let, uh, if yes, you, I am. Rest, rest you, you know, if you, if, you, if you need to bail out, bail out, because I don't want you to lose your voice. No, 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 we'll, 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 nothing's going to make me stop. <laughs> well, if the Germans couldn't, then, then I won't yeah, be able to. exactly. We'll, we'll, if the we'll Germans plug, couldn't do it, nothing very well. We'll plug the tour properly in a minute, I promise, I promise. Um, yep. what, what, when did you come back over here, then? Were you, and were you, a, were you a, a, a star in Australia when you came? back over here yeah well yes i was because i was recording for about 10 years right uh so it was what uh it was 1959 when i came back here yeah uh when i say come back i mean i didn't even know england at that point because i was only 10 when i left yeah of course of course but with with, uh, with the experience that i had in australia with recording and what have you i i felt that i wanted to come to britain and the reason I wanted to come here wasn't necessarily to make records. It was because I just loved the stage and I wanted to play the London Palladium. Wow. 
No, I mean, how high can you <laughs> you think, Paul? You know, uh, me, here's me, a country kid, wanting to play the London Palladium. What the heck was I thinking? How many times did you play the Palladium in the end? Many, many times. Brilliant. Hey, well done. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. You know, I'm, this is why I've got two young lads who are seven and five, and I tell them anything is possible. Anything. Yeah. You know, and you, a, a poor lad, you know, that got shipped over to Australia, and, and you played there hundreds of times. Anything is possible, Frank, if you set your mind to it. Well, exactly, because when I came out here, I knew nobody out here, and they didn't know me either. Yeah. But I knew what I wanted to do, and I set my mind on it. And once you do that, well, you're focused, aren't you? And you're moving towards that. Um, and you, you had big hits, the very early 60s. I mean, you had, you had quite a few top, uh, number ones and top ten hits, didn't you? Now, I've got to tell you that, and isn't that weird? Because I didn't set my, my career onto uh, records at all. Yeah. But I, I love the idea of making records because it gets your name out there and lets everybody know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, all of a sudden, the first record I released over here was a thing called Lucky Devil. Yeah. And it went into, what, the top 30? Wow. And got wow. me started. Well, I wasn't even thinking about that. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, as time went on, um, it got me closer to what I wanted to do, and that was playing the Palladium. Yeah. But it wasn't until the end of my contract that I actually got I Remember You, and that was the clincher. And that was, the, I mean, that was the, 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 you had hits before then, but that was a, I mean, that was huge, wasn't it? That was oh. stupidly big. Oh, talk about huge. I wasn't ready for that at all when it happened. How old I mean, were you, I Frank, when, when I Remember You came, became a hit? How um, old were you? Well, I mean, just time working out now. I was, twi- I wanted to get here before I was 21. Yeah. Uh, and I was still 21 when I got here. So, okay, 22 was 1960, but 60, it was 90, I was t- uh, 24. Wow. So still a, still yeah. a kid, really, you know, yeah. still a I'm boy. I'm very good at mathematics, have you noticed that? If this had fall, when this falls through, Frank, you've got a career in teaching maths behind you. Don't worry. Yes, exactly. Yeah, what did, um, I'm always interested. What did mum and dad think of your career and when you became a success? Were, were, were they very encouraging? Uh, yeah, they were. Um, when I was saying encouraging, my dad didn't like the idea because he hated country music. Right, okay. Oh, and that was that was what I loved, you say. Yeah. Um, but he played it very cautiously. But on the other hand, he knew that I had passion for it. And you see, the, the, the thing was, he came out here from Australia in the first place. Yeah. Uh, back in just before, before um, the war broke out to further his career as an engineer, and of course it all happened for him. Yeah. And so when I decided to come out to England, he was very encouraging, because he felt that was what he did, and it worked for him, Fantastic. so it should work for me. Yeah, so really what you're saying was very true, when you said you know, to the kids today, yeah. listen, you have the passion, you know what you're doing, and go for it. Yeah. You'll make it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I th- and, and even if you don't, I really believe that, that young, you've got you've got to go for it. You've got to have a go for it. Otherwise, yeah. you get to 40, 50, and you think, oh, man, if, I, if only oh, I so tried. Bad. What could I have done? Yes. Yeah, and the, it's funny as it may seem, the world steps aside for you when you're coming through and you know where you're going. Mm. And you were, big in, yeah. you were big in the States as well, Frank, weren't you? You had, you had hits over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never expected that. Yeah. Uh, that happened for me in, uh, in 1962, when all the things I was actually cutting over here were making it over there as well. Now, I really couldn't believe that, because uh, 
you know, I mean, nobody had done it. <laughs> mm. And when it happened for me, I thought, well, gee, where's... Because uh, I went over there and started recording over there and what have you. So I've had a long career over in America, which is very different to the career I had here. Well, in, Cliff, in Cliff, Cliff Richard never made it. Cliff Richard never, you know, who was huge over here the same time as you. I, I, he never had a hit in the States, did he? I found that amazing. Yeah, incredible. I really did because, you know, I mean, Cliff was so big, wasn't he? Oh, and, and Cliff I mean, is brilliant. I know Cliff has become a bit of a dirty word, you know, and we kind of look down our noses. But so, those early songs are fantastic. Yes, they were. And I've got to tell you something, that if you listen to the beginning of I Remember You, mm. right, and you hear that guitar, yeah, what does it remind you of? It's a bit of movie, isn't it? Travelling Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I got the idea. I just playing that guitar, <laughs> playing sort of a country feel to it, and I put that that uh, standard, uh, which was a standard jazz song, yeah. to that feel, and that's what happened. It was the magic. Yeah, I've got I've got to ask you. Your movie up jumped to Swagman. You would have to ask that. I, wouldn't you? I what know. Are you, what are you going to ask me? I'm, I'm a big fan. We've been talking about this in, earlier in the week. I'm a big fan of pop stars and um, uh, uh, rock groups when they make movies. And yeah. Up Jump to Swagman. That's that's um, that, that, that's an odd movie, isn't it? What 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 are your memories of that? Ian, you you just said the whole word there. You said you're you're a fan of pop stars and what rock and roll music. Rock, I never rock, did yeah, rock, rock band, <laughs> rock bands in movies. I love it. I love it when pop stars and rock stars make movies. Yeah. Well, I do you know I'm still trying to figure out. I look at that movie. I'm still trying to figure out what the lyric was all about. What 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 was the story? I don't know. <laughs> the way I, I read, I read that it was kind of it was it was supposed to be a cliff movie, but then they pulled out, and it was kind of two scripts sort of the sandwich together. Well, well, name it. Um, <laughs> I, I've been trying to forget it for years. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> no, having. No, but having said that, I did write all the songs in it. Yeah. You know, and the fact that I wrote, well, I say all the songs, I didn't write I Remember You, but I wrote most of the songs in it, and the fact that they, they got some airing and, and they turned out really good, I was quite yeah. surprised. Yeah. Because I, I didn't, didn't regard myself as a songwriter. Mm. Ah, no, and I didn't regard myself as a a film star. <laughs> Did you have fun, Frank? When you were in the early sixties, when you were having the hits and, and making the movie and do and going yeah. to the states, was it fun? Did you enjoy yourself? Oh yeah, Great. I did. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy myself. The, 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 uh, earlier on, I didn't because I was working with major bands and what have you. And I didn't know anybody, and I was touring with people I didn't know. Yeah. But later on, when I got to know people I was with and my managers I was with and things like that, then it really became more fun. You see, I, I grew up with uh, with seven boys in my family. Wow. And so when I came over here, I was pretty lonely, as you can probably appreciate. Yeah. And uh, so once I got together with my own band and things like that, that made a heck of a difference to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, and, and, and traveling around with, 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 with guys, you've got to have fun. If you don't have fun, I've always nuts. said something, and now listen to this, I've Go always on. said, I've always said, um, a, a day without a laugh is not worth living. Perfect. Now, just think about that, and perfect. it's very true, isn't it's it? It's perfect. Um, yeah. You're doing the tour now. It's the t Oh, no! Frank, yes. no, you've just... I live in Windsor, and I just see that you were playing in Windsor a few weeks ago. I've missed I've it. I've done it. 
Been there. Right, right. Well, listen, th- this tour I'm not going to be able to catch you. Next tour, I'm coming, and I'm coming backstage, and I'm shaking your hand, boss. You've still got a few more dates. There's, um... Oh, yes. Cornwall. I'll tell you. Talking. No, hang on a second. Go on, no, go on. There's... Sorry? Yeah, I'll tell you what they are, because they're right here in front of me. <laughs> go on, then, Otherwise, sell. I wouldn't have a clue where I was going. <laughs> go on, do it. It says here, Saturday the 13th, Louth Town Hall in Lynx. Beautiful. Wherever the heck that is. Don't don't be rude about links. Uh, don't they'll come no. and throw vegetables at you. <laughs> don't do it. Then it's uh it's Sunday the fourteenth is the key theatre. Yep, Sudbury. Uh that's Sudbury, yeah. Yep. Then Barbicum Theatre in Torquay. Beautiful. God, that's right down in Cornwall, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a bit of Cornwall or is that uh, Devon? The 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 talk oh god, Torquay's um you don't know yourself. Okay, good. We move on. Yeah, moving on. Let's, let's, uh, someone will phone in and complain. <laughs> yes, of course. And Saturday the 27th, I'm at the Huntington Hall in Worcestershire. Beautiful. Worcestershire. And what's Worcestershire. the, what is the show, Frank? Is it, is it singing and chatting and telling stories? It's, it's, yeah, it's an evening with. Yeah. Which really means that, uh, I mean, I, I tell them stories they haven't heard yet. And um, so there's a lot of stories I'm not going to tell you. Good, no, otherwise I'll hear about them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's a whole heap of stories that happened in show business with me, and the whole of my stories. But there's also the songs that I recorded and all that. No, but, and it's wonderful. I, I I really do enjoy it because I tell you what I do enjoy, Ian, is when when I finish the show and I come back and I meet the people after it. And they all come up, and they've all got an individual story. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I bet the, the influence or impact that you had on their lives. Yeah, lovely. And do you know that is beautiful. You know, I mean, I started up as probably a pop star, and 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 I had all the young girls around me and all that sort of business. <laughs> and those young girls have grown up to being grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. The, 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 I'll, I'll put on on Twitter and stuff the website frankifield.com. But I'm looking at a picture of you from March. Oh you, yeah, you're looking. What the hell is going on? You're looking very good f- for your age, sir. Well, it's, I suppose... Devilishly it's handsome. <laughs> Look at that. You are marvellous. I, I, I love you. Oh, Thank mate. you very much. Frank, that is great. Frank, listen, I love you. Next, Listen, <laughs> next tour you do, before the tour happens, we'll come out and meet you and we'll have a chat face-to-face or something and we'll, we'll give hey, you a proper plug. Mate, Good uh, on you. thank you so much. Enjoy the last few dates, Frank, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you, Ian. Absolute pleasure, man. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen... I mean, wow, what a delightful, delightful, wonderful gentleman, Mr. Frank Ifield. What a good sport as well. I'll tweet the link to his website. I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks like a young Clint Eastwood. We, me and Kath were, um, were watching some videos before the show. I was going, let's have a little look at Frank. And uh, we watched him on American TV and we watched some bits and pieces and we both went... He's really good looking, isn't he? Really handsome. And I'm looking at this picture of him now from two months ago. He, he looks like a young Clint Eastwood, doesn't he? Incredible. And what a sense of humour. Love it. Frank Ifield, thank you. Seriously, let's keep in touch with him, Kath. Let's find out when his next tour is. And you and me, we'll go out and we'll have lunch with him and record it and we'll do a special, we'll do a special thing. Absolutely beautiful. Dear listener, it's called straight to air. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Every now and then, 
boy, this is a cracking cup of English breakfast tea. Well, you've got this spot. Ed, take a picture of this tea, because this is the perfect spot. You've got the colour. Come in and take a picture. Come in and take a picture. This is, this is absolutely spot on. A perfect cup of English. Well done. You'll get, let's do it under this light. So, there we go. That's, that's the colour you want. You got it? Yep. I'll, I'll upload it to the key. Please do. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Every now and then. We only get good guests on this show, right? We've had a couple that have been a bit, but we only get good guests, right? But every now and then, there will be a guest that just excels all my expectations. Ladies and gentlemen, that guest tonight was Mr. Frank Ifield. Wow, what a lovely man. Superb, Frank, God bless you. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Well, Kath has played a blinder. She got Frank Ifield. Within 48 hours. Within 24 hours, she's got Dave Murphy. Is that his name? Who's Dave Murphy? Who's Dave? Well, you weren't listening to last night's show. He's the guy that drinks his own wee. He's coming up soon as well. It really is a humdinger. And between that, we're going to be taking your calls straight to air. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. Good evening. I had a, I had a question for Frank Ifield. Oh, go on. Um, yeah, many years ago, back in 61, yes. he sang the theme song oh. to one of my favourite TV series. Do you know what it was called? Um, it's Coronation Street. No, oh. Whiplash, Whiplash, Whiplash. It was a series Sing, from Australia. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Sing it again. Whiplash, Whiplash, the stage thunders by, and out through Gunder Guy, Whiplash. It was a story set in Australia. <laughs> so I think- it starred Peter Graves yeah. from Mission Impossible. Yeah. And it was the story of Chris Cobb, who drove a stagecoach across Australia. He was whiplash, whiplash. Yes. yes, that's it, yes. You, Sounds good. Yeah, I just wanted to ask him how that came about, how he came to sing it. Well, next, listen, next time he comes on... Yes. We, 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 and we will get him on again. Don't you? Yeah. I'm a big fan of celebrating these older artists. Um, and, yeah. and next time he comes on, we'll be asking him, we'll say, uh, Mr. Ifield, can you please, yeah. for the love of all that is holy, can you tell us about this? Listen to you, you're getting you're getting your rocks oh, off there. Oh, I've got the box set. Oh, Philip, well, my God, oh, it, it, God bless us. It was great. It was, it was made, partly made by ATV and Channel 7 in Australia, oh. and the studio's things were done at a place called Artanza Park, okay. which is just outside Sydney. Yes. And I went there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because they, uh, they weren't filming it then when I went there, because this was years afterwards. Yes. But it was a big studio complex at Epping, which is just about, you know, near Sydney. Yes. And, yeah, oh, well, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, was, I was hoping you were going to take the vocals. Whiplash. 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 It's that little sexy one. There's a little sexy c- catching your throat in the second one. Listen. Whiplash. Here we go. Whiplash. Naughty. Bit naughty, that, Philip. I like that. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, he, he, I mean, he was what he used when he was on the horses. You know, oh, when, horses, when he's but... on the horses. Philip, thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless.
They bottled it. That, that call from Brighton has been calling for the last three minutes and they bottled it. Line uh, three, you're on the wireless. Talk about this, banning Alan Caddick. Um, let us go, let us go, guys, to line four. You're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, line four. Yeah. You're on the radio. Yeah, I, uh, um, Ian, I've been tossed on the horns of an evil dilemma Ooh, at the moment. You've come so to the right place. You could help me. Of course I can, sir. <laughs> with great pleasure. With great pleasure. Um, I'm currently a chef at a famous chef's uh, restaurant in London. A famous chef's and, restaurant. Okay, um, yes. Yes, um, and currently I've been offered another job yep. somewhere kind of on the same level, but less known. Yes. Um, it's offering more money, yep. less hours, yep. and better work. But I'm I'm torn between whether I should stay with the prestige or go for an easy way out. Well, no, hang on a second. What are the prospects where you are compared to the prospects of where you are going? Okay, the prospects where I am, it's not a nice place, but it's a well-respected uh, place yes. um, in the eyes of the public. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the... But what your career... Pro- is, if you stay there, uh, yeah. what, what would you be doing there in five years' time? Uh, if I was there in five years' time, I would... I'd be more revered within... Okay, so uh, there is a, there the is a chance records. for growth and progression where you are, yeah? Yes, Okay. but I haven't seen any in the past, um, oh. like, eight months since okay. I've been there. Now, um, if you went to this new place and you started there tomorrow, yeah. where might you be there in five years' time? Um, they t- They told me that... Um, they're looking to actually promote people and to, you know, uh, I don't know, help people can, who, who they can, see. Can, um, I, can I tell you? Know, can I tell you my thoughts? Yeah. Get out yeah. of where you are and have, take a punt. How you're a young man? You're in your twenties. Uh, yeah, I'm 28. Right. I was going to say 28. I should have said it. I'm done. Take a punt. <laughs> Ta- take a punt. Take a punt. You're, you're young enough yeah. where even if this punt goes wrong, you're still young enough that it's not the end of your life. You're still young yeah, enough. I'm, I'm if you went to this new place and in six months it was awful, um, you've, you're still young enough that you, 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 you can you can turn things around. Oh, and you'll yeah. have the place that you're uh, working I, I at now on your CV. Here's the thing, right? I was when I was at the BBC, okay. Um, yeah. And here's, here's the truth of the matter. When I was at the BBC, I found out that they uh, a new radio station was opening called Talk Radio. And I said to my agent, yeah. get me in there. Get me a meeting with the boss. I want to have a meeting with the boss, right? And this is before I lost my job at the BBC. And I came into the boss and I said, um, I want to work at your radio station, but I only want to do 10 o'clock at night. He said, why, why yeah. do you want to do that? That's not the very good slot. I said, no, it's the only slot 
I want to do. I don't want to do breakfast. I don't want to do drive. I want to do 10 o'clock at night because I would find it um, challenging. I would find it rewarding. And I've personally, while it might not be the best paid slot on the station, uh, certainly more than 40 quid, um, it, uh, it, will, it would personally challenge me in a way that I would, would want to be challenged, right? And um, yeah. I walked away thinking nothing of it. And two weeks later, he phoned up and he said, OK, we'd like to offer you the job. Now... I had a real dilemma because I had a really safe job at the BBC. I thought it was safe. It turned out it wasn't. But I had what I thought was a really safe job. And if I had carried on at this BBC job and kept my head down, I could have been there for the next 25 years. No questions asked, right? Or I could take a punt and go to a better paid job, but on a brand new station that no one, you know, literally starting from zero listeners and with only a two-year contract and no guarantee at the end of that two years that my contract would get renewed. So I went from what was a safe 25-year career to what was um, uh, was a, a two-year punt. And, um, and I kicked the idea around and I talked to my friends and I talked to my wife and I talked most importantly to my agent. My agent was the one I had the most kind of involved conversations about it. And at, at the end of the day, I, I phoned up my agent one day and said, let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's go and take that job at talk radio, even though it's, it's, it's only two years and there's no guarantee. Let's go and take that and let's walk away from a safe 25 year career. And that's what I did. Okay. And it's the best thing I've, it's the best thing I've ever done, Drake. And this job might, my contract runs out next March. I don't know what's going to happen. It might not get renewed. Doesn't matter because I'm having the best two years right now. Uh, also, uh, you've kind of confirmed my, um, my thoughts. Like uh, I tried flipping a coin. Yeah. And it landed on my current place. And I was like, so you oh, did it again. I wish it landed on the other one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and this is the reason like... why I'm being so definite because I I'm picking up the vibe that you know what you want to do. You want to go to the other place. Yeah, I do, yeah. but yeah. it's easier. That's yeah. the, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Do I want easier? Do is like in the chef's kind of mindset is like you want to be this prestigious. Well, it's um, easier, but it's different, and it might it will if they yeah. if they do you know it's that thing of um, you said that if they. If they like you, which they do because they've offered you a job, then they're going to push you up up the ladder where it starts to get harder. Yeah, because in my current place, I'm doing the the job of, as, let's say, uh, three levels up up from me, and I'm not getting that recognition. Uh, but this place has offered me the job that I should supposed to be. But I don't know. Yeah, it's good luck it's in your good I luck. At, I should go good, for it. Drake, good luck at your new job. Cool, thank you. Can I uh, let you know how it goes when I speak to my sous chef tomorrow? Please do, mate. Yeah, I'd, well, I'd love to hear. Uh, yeah, next week. All right, nice cool. one, Cheers, Thank man. you very much thank indeed. You. There we go. That was good, wasn't it? That was exciting. We'll skip that half-past break. We'll do the next one at uh, 22. Line five, you're on the wireless. Oh, uh, yo, what's going on? Sorry? I said, yo, what's going on? Did you say, yo, uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, yeah. You said, yo, what's going on? Oh, uh, yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> Doing a radio show. What's going on with you, dude? Okay, so pretty much, uh, can you tell me about this uh, Frank Einfield? What? Uh, what's his name? Frank Einfield, yes. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a bit about him? No, like, no, I can't do that, I'm afraid. It's classified information. Uh, okay. Uh... I don't, because I don't know who you are. You could be, like, a killer or something. So, I, 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 no, I can't tell you about him, because we, we, we just don't know, we just don't know anything about you. So, no, I can't pass on classified information like that, no. 
Oh, so you can give me like a bit of history about him? No, no, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that at this stage of the game. Oh, great. Uh, okay. Uh, so you can't tell me anything about him, like, like, nope. like, if I was to ask if he's a singer, is, is he a singer? I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be firm. I cannot. I don't know anything about you, so I'm not prepared to pass on um, sensitive information like that. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, like the first time you said that, I thought you were joking, but uh, no, yeah, not joking. Uh, totally I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, I've got one more thing to say. Okay. Okay. You, 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 you say uh, uh, in the privacy of your own home. You know when they say that they're going to swear. <laughs> you know when they say that they're going to swear. By the way, I should say, dear listener, we have a seven-second delay, so don't bother swearing. Um, yes, line uh, six. You're on the wireless. Okay, everybody, lie down on the floor and keep calm. Okay. Um, line seven, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Alan. Oh, I love that Frank Highfield interview. He was great, wasn't he? We all want him as our granddad. He's one of my favourite singers. He's, he's good, he's good, Frank. He's, he's often overlooked and he's done some cracking songs and he's a really good sport. Yeah, now the madness has begun. Uh-oh. We've called straight to air. Well, is this a, are you doing a poem? No, no, I'm making an observation. Okay. You you observe away then, Alan. Well, the man with a random language, huh? he was first off the bat. Okay, somebody. Taking my name in vain. Yes. I don't like cats. No. You don't like cats? No, that man who talks in a gobbledygook language. Okay. Saying my name. Well, these things these things happen, Alan. Don't take it personally. When When you're a big star like you... Um, then often you will find that people turn against you. Well, at least we've got your vision to look forward to tomorrow, but it's not the same without Sir Terry. Um, oh, who cares about the Eurovision? I mean, we're not going to get any points because of Brexit. I think we're not going to get any points because our song is Pony. Yeah, I, don't even know what our, I don't even know what our song is. It's Lucy Jones called I'll Never Give Up On You. Oh, that one. Yeah, of course. Because she didn't win X Factor. Yes. Um, what makes her think she's got a chance of winning Eurovision? I mean, generally still winning, in it? Um, why are you bothered about Eurovision? Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let's go. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. I've never seen Frozen. Okay. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Strange night tonight, starting off with Frank Highfield, taking calls straight to air. Coming up soon, though, guys, Dave Murphy, who he, well, he's the gentleman who drinks his own wee-wee. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Exciting news, right? And I didn't think this would happen. Um, you know Keith, who calls in from t- he's called in three times, and some of you think Keith is Bob Mortimer. I'm not buying that for a second because I know Bob Mortimer, and I've got Bob's number, and it's a different number. Okay. And Keith was talking about um, he was going to send in a fast running video. He sent in a fast running video. <laughs> he has sent me 
This morning I woke up with an email saying, um, Keith has sent you a uh, video called Fast Running via Dropbox. Um, Fast Running by Keith Bridgewood, or Brigwood. He spells his name differently, (laughs) depending where it is. Um, If you want to see the video, it's one one minute, ten seconds long. Um, uh, It's filmed in portrait. So don't hold, but don't hold that against him. But it's filmed in portrait. Um, it is, it is something else. It really is. I, I've put it on my YouTube channel, Rabbit Hole. Okay. So if you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole. Okay. YouTube.com slash rabbit hole. I've made it the movie of the week. Um, and, um, you can see it. It's had 510 views already. I'm going to tweet it now. Maybe we can retweet it from the talk radio. Um, Twitter feed as well, because I'm, I'm keen for as, as many people as possible to see what is... I mean, his nephew... He's covered the, the kid's face up because he doesn't want him to be buggered by a monkey, but his um, his nephew... Lots of you posted comments like, well, I thought I was watching a video of Sonic the Hedgehog. His video is fast. He show, His nephew is fast. He shows it twice, once at normal speed, once uh, in slow-mo. So I'm going to tweet that link now and we'll tweet it from the talk radio thing and um we'll put it up um and we'll take calls straight to air line seven you're on the wireless oh hi what's going on um so i just want to talk about uh, the current state of youtube uh, because pretty much i'm a youtuber and um a lot of really scummy stuff has gone on at the moment on the website you sure you don't want to ask I about frank so- ifield yeah okay i just want to you sound it seems like a pretty cool guy I don't know I'm who confused. He is. is this uh, a different? Is just just before we go ahead with this, Lazi, is yeah. are you playing the same character that you played in the previous call, or are you a different character? Who? From the, you, I'm the, the same guy. You're the you're the same guy. Okay, beautiful. Okay, uh, can I carry on? Please do, please do, buddy. Yes. Okay, so I'm a you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I've just che- uh, uh, tweeted um, Keith's fast running um video do you remember yesterday uh we found a great story it was in all the papers all the papers but a, a, a gentleman called dave murphy who had um it uh, he'd lost he claimed he'd lost a lot of weight simply by drinking his own wee wee uh, uh, he had decided that that's what he was going to do and he lost a couple of stone through drinking it and um it prompted a nice bit of conversation and um we 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 all had a good chat about what we would do and whether we would do it and i haven't done it but i, w- I, I i've got no real problems about drinking my own urine and um well i thought it'd be nice to speak to dave and and and, and get because quite often when you see these stories in the newspapers they kind of miss they miss an element of it so um well, we've got Dave Murphy on the line now. Evening, Dave. Hello there. Hello, mate. Nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. I was fascinated by your... It was in all the papers yesterday, wasn't it? Yes, it was. You lost... How much weight did you lose by drinking your own wee? Um, well, I, I don't actually know, because I started off at nearly 20 stone. Yeah. And um, all I knew at the time was I went in seven belt notches. Wow. <laughs> Flipping heck. <laughs> and that was in 30 days. The, the papers were talking about doing it over six years. I did it in 30 days. 
And now, here's the thing, Dave, I've got to say. You, <laughs> you're never quite sure when you read these stories and then talk to the people. You don't sound nuts. You sound normal. Well, because I am normal. <laughs> I'm just a normal bloke from Basildon. How did... Uh, how, what, 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 what made you do it? What, 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 did you read it somewhere? Did your mum tell you about it? How did, how did it come about? No, I was uh, I was dreadfully sick yeah. and uh, and overweight and stuff, and been trying to you know do certain you know uh, alternative therapies. Yeah. Then walked into a, a talk about urine therapy. Wow. And um, yeah, me and uh, and four other friends walked in there, um, arms folded, yeah. saying, "Tell us about drinking your piss, wee lady." Now, now, hang on a second, though, Dave. What? even made you walk into a urine urine therapy what even made you walk into this 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 meeting we kind of thought we we're going to have a good laugh about it <laughs> that's a good attitude. really yeah and um you know we came out saying we've got to try this it was it was so compelling um she also had this um guy who had um healed himself of asthma wow. um serious asthma yeah. um and, um, you know, his story was very compelling. So, and because I'd been suffering from asthma yeah. my whole life, yeah. um, I thought, well, I'm going to have to give this a go. And um, now here I am with no asthma, wow. no weight, nothing wrong with me at all. My body gone back to as it was when I was 24. First, the, first, the first glass, Dave, the, fir- the first time you stood there <laughs> holding a, a glass full of wee-wee, what, what, what's going through your head? Okay, I'm holding it and I'm thinking... There's no way I can drink this warm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the warmth. That's an excellent yeah. point. Yeah. So I, I put it in the fridge. Um, I got myself some grapefruit juice because I thought it was the strongest juice I could think of. Yeah. And uh, and mixed it with grapefruit juice, and yeah. then I could drink it. It was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And for the first two weeks, that's what I did. But um, I was working away in a hotel one 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 day, and. Um, Woke up, weeded my glass as usual, and then realised, oh, I haven't got a fridge or, or any juice. And I can't go down to the lobby with a glass of piss. So, <laughs> you know, so I just thought, you know what, I'll just drink it down. And I, I knocked it back yeah. and realised, you know what, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Right. And actually, it feels more natural when it's warm. Yeah. It's like drinking cold soup. It's not doesn't feel right, you know. Now, because I because I, I I saw in some I I, I know that the papers often make up quotes. So I'm I'm taking everything I read that you said with a pinch of salt. But there was a line where where you you said in the papers that, that it's it, it it's not waste products. But I thought that's what urine was. It was it was kind of that, that there was a, a tiny percentage of it that was was rich in nutrients, but the majority of it was kind of like waste and toxins and things that the body rejected. No, well, this is the this is the impression that the medical um, you know establishment wants you to have. Wow. Okay, it's not waste at all. Right, there's no waste in it whatsoever. What happens is the blood goes to the liver, yeah. and the liver takes out all the waste, all the toxins, all everything that shouldn't be in the blood. The liver takes out. Okay, yeah. the purified blood from the liver then goes to your kidneys, and your kidneys are there to keep your blood in perfect balance. Right. You know, the, the perfect consistency, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Because having too much of something is just as bad as having not enough. So, literally, the kidneys take out the excess of all the good stuff that's in your blood. So, excess water, excess minerals, vitamins, yes. hormones, enzymes, all the good stuff that you need, yeah. right? If you've got too much of it, 
the, the kidneys will just take out the excess so that you've got the perfect amount in your blood. Yeah. Right? So while it's sitting in your bladder, your body sometimes realizes that it needs some of that stuff. Yeah. And rather than go for the energy-intensive uh, process of manufacturing it, it will reabsorb it from the bladder. Oh. Which is why people sometimes, you know, you're, you're dying to go to the loo, the loo yeah. and um, you get distracted, and an hour later you realize you don't need to go. Right. That's because that while you were distracted, your body need realized it needed some of that, reabsorbed it, it, it and took it. the pressure off your bladder. Did you and did you really go thirty days without eating anything and just drinking your urine? Absolutely. I, I also did a sixty-day breatharian experiment where I didn't eat or drink no. anything. Well, no, 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 no. Come on, Dave. Bre- Breatharianism—that is. Now I've read about breatharianism. That's where people that, that they think you only need breath you, you don't need food or drink that's nonsense well what I, what happened was i i spent a year planning not to eat but i didn't plan not to drink yeah. so um i started my experiment and um 10 days into it i got seriously dehydrated so i altered the experiment so i just drunk distilled water but i went 60 days without eating and uh, i only stopped for social reasons I'm not, see now, I, I was with you up until the breatharianism, because that's been disproved as nonsense. Well, I'm, I, I did 60 days, and at the end of the 60 days, um, I, you know, I, there's a video on YouTube mm. where I videoed myself on day 60. Yeah. Um, and I said, look, I'm, um, you know, I'm still fit and healthy um, and happy, and uh, I, I'm going to end the experiment because, um, well, at the time, I just uh, started a new relationship with somebody who was a raw vegan, oh. and she wanted to, to do the experiment with me. Hey. And uh, so I, I decided to step back to raw veganism until she could catch up with me, which okay. she never did. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, it's, it's, um, it's, what's, what, 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 what's wrong with a, a, a delicious steak? Oh, well, first meat, you don't need it. You don't um, need it, but it's not. I, I was a vegetarian for 26 years and then I had a steak and it was like, oh, flip it, heck. I've missed this. Well, well, imagine, imagine having that steak. Yes. Um, raw. What? Okay. Well. Having that steak raw. Yes. With no seasoning. Yeah. No sauce or anything. That wouldn't be quite so nice. Flesh. That wouldn't be so nice, yes. No. No. That's right. why we cook it so, and add seasoning. Yes. And if you knew what cooking does, um, when you cook food, what? it creates a, a substance in it called acrylamide. Okay. Which is, which is a poison. What? And your body responds to cooked food as if it's been poisoned. Um. They call it digestive leukocytosis, which means leukos- leukocytes are white blood cells. Yes. But, that are created so to... So all um, cooked food is poisonous? Pretty much, yes. Come on, man. Every, the, the medical profession says um, that it's... <clears throat> they call it digestive leukocytosis, as if um, the process is somehow different um, from, you know, the same leukocytosis as, as, you know, as if you get poisoned. It's the same process. You know, the body produces white blood cells to, to attack the problem. And the problem in this case is cooked food. So, right, hang on. So, if 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 you do, if you only eat raw food, mm-hmm. and I eat cooked food, how much yeah. longer 
can you be expected to live compared to me? There's a lot of factors in there, but uh, I'd say much. Go on, <laughs> what, what, 10, 20, 30 years? Well, what, what I've seen is when people start um, the programme that I give them, oh. um, within, within a few months, they, they add, you know, they look 10 years younger. Yes. And they, they, so they feel 10 years younger. Um, oh. My mum looks 20 years younger. Yes. Um, so what does this programme involve? Eating raw vegetables and drinking um, wee-wee? Well, I, I usually put people on a, a fruit diet. Yeah, I can do yeah, that. Mainly fruit, yeah. occasional leafy green, light leafy green salad. Yes. Um, I get them to fast at least a couple of days a week. Yes. Uh, I get them to drink distilled water. Yeah. And, uh, and, and urine, to start urine, urine, uh, urine therapy. Yes. Um, and, um, and also give them, um, kind of a, like a mental exercise to do yes. to stop them themselves from uh, interfering with the process and stop it re-triggering itself. Um, sex? Does that interfere? Yes, does that in, well, we'll see me after. Does that interfere <laughs> with the process? Are you still allowed to have sex and masturbate and things? Well, I, I suppose so, but, um, um, the the thing that uh, and I don't you know I don't go into this that area but no. uh, but um, you know we do know that whenever whenever you ejaculate you actually lose um, a, a great deal of sort of vital energy. Yes, this is exactly. You sound like the character from um, um, what's 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 the film um, the film with Peter Sellers where where, where he's um, there's uh, what's the film with the bomb in it. And, um, anyway, you sound like the American character in that. Oh, okay. You can't uh, think, can't think oh, you mean, yeah, I know the one you mean, the old, the old one. The old one, what's it called? Flipping it. And there's an American soldier in it, and he goes, boys, I'll tell you something. I do not masturbate because I like to keep all of my important fluids within my body. That character. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the one where he's riding the bomb he down. He rides the bomb yeah. down. <laughs> That's the fella. <laughs> well, Dave, listen, um, uh, th- thank you for coming on, and uh, I hope you have many, many years of wee drinking ahead of you, fella. Thank you. Well, could I, uh, could I just plug a book? Of course book? you can. Go on, you plug a book, yes. Yeah, I've written a book, and it's called uh, The Human Body Owner's Workshop Manual. Yes. Um, and uh, you can get it from lulu.com. Beautiful. And it's and, under your uh, name, Dave or, Murphy, is it? It was under allegedly known as Dave. Okay, more I see, mysterious. Dave, listen, thank you, mate. You've been a good sport. Thank you very much indeed. The film, of course, is Doctor Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. How could I have forgotten that, dear listener? Here's the thing. Can I tell you what was going through my mind? Right, genuinely, got a glass here, and I, it was full of water, and now there's only a third of water in it. Okay, because I drink a lot during the show, and I was thinking, and I need a wee. So I was thinking, and we're coming up to a break. So I was genuinely thinking, during the break, I'm going to go to the toilet. This is what I was thinking. During the break, I'm going to go to the toilet and do a wee, and then throughout the rest of the show, I shall sit here and drink my own um, um, juices. Um, And then he started talking about breatharianism. And (laughs) suddenly... All kinds of alarms went off because I've read quite a bit about breatharianism. The woman who invented breatharianism, she claims you don't need food or water. You just need oxygen. Uh, she was challenged to go into a house for three months. 
uh, I believe she came out crying like a baby after three weeks. I think. I may have got those figures slightly wrong. But uh, surprise, surprise, the woman who invented breatharianism, um, <laughs> turns out it was a load of old bullshine. Now, uh, so because of that, I'm not going to drink my wee. But if you want to phone up and drink your own wee this evening, I'd love to hear you. Don't call just yet. It's called Straight to Air. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little break and then we'll take some calls after the news. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. I probably should because there'll be some poor saps out there. You keep on cooking and eating your food. Cooked food is not going to kill you unless you get hit over the head with a leg of lamb. In that case, maybe it will. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a boss that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Tomorrow, the whole world is my home. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. My normal self. By the way, dear listener, you can watch us on periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Uh, it's call straight to air 0344 499 Had a burst of activity this evening. Um, played uh, played uh, delivery chicken. As I was driving into work, I pulled over and um, no- you normally do it with Domino's. It's Domino's chicken, but I fancied a Chinese. So I pulled over, did the um, 
the um, uh, Deliveroo app, and I ordered Chinese from our local Chinese here at work. And I'll be darned. I'll be darned. They got here in 18 minutes from the order, and I didn't arrive for, for 23 minutes. Incredible. Incredible service from the local Chinese. Um, uh, always great to play a game. If, I, if I'd been playing it properly with the, with the, the strict adherence to the rules, of course, it would be on, on my way home, and there would be nobody in the house to accept the delivery. That's the game. That's the game in its purest. But I was, I, as I realised I probably wasn't going to make it, I pulled over, I texted Kath and said, Kath, there's food coming. I don't think I'm going to make it. So I did that. Then we had um, a really good uh, little email out about the um, the New York shows. Shall I go through the list of people we're hoping to talk to? Bearing in mind, okay, some of these might not happen. Okay, so, so some of these are definite. Some of these are maybes, okay? June the 12th to June the 16th. By the way, thanks to um, Dan who made the um, brilliant trailer on the YouTube channel as well. So some of these are definite. Some of these are maybes, okay? So here's the guest we've got planned. We've got, at least got penciled in and with question marks by. Maeve Higgins from the brilliant Maeve in America podcast is brilliant. Really good. Really funny. Really interesting. Really touching. Excuse me. So we've got Maeve. Keith and the Girl from the Keith and the Girl podcast. And I'm going to be a guest on their podcast, and then they're going to let us use their facilities to do our show from. Again, a brilliant podcast. Thoroughly recommend checking it out. Um, two guys who've um, set up, um, kind of built these sort of temporary homeless shelters and have done it in a really interesting way. We're talking to them. Um, Kenny Kramer, who uh, Cosmo Kramer and Seinfeld, you know, the crazy guy who, who, who that's who he's based on. He was friends with Larry David and Seinfeld, and he's, he's based on him. We're talking to him. Um, Imani Coppola, the pop singer, Stephen Page, the pop singer, um, Steve Gutenberg, the Hollywood star, Richard Bacon, uh, John Ronson, um, a man that goes around taking pictures of men wearing tiny hats. My favourite one so far. Um, a guy whose house is um, completely full of junk and bits and pieces and it's he's kind of turned it into a museum um, and he basically just stands outside his house and says to people, do you want to come in and have a look around? We're going to go and see him. If I missed anyone, those are all... Oh, we're, we're going to be guests. Uh, Amanda Nazario from WFMU. And we're going to hopefully be guesting on a WFMU show live now between 11 and 12 so you you'll get to hear that show going out live if we can get the technology to work um um we're going to obviously going to go out and do vox pops cuz you know we just we'll just go around new york and we'll 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 talk to um you know people go to trump tower and stuff like that oh one of the days we are doing the show from a pizza restaurant get this right a pizza restaurant where you don't order like a pizza or you don't say, can I get a slice of that and a slice of that? It, it, it's just like laid out in a strip. And you kind of sort of say, I can I have that much? And you say, I want that much. And they charge you by weighing it. We're doing the show from a pizza restaurant where they weigh it and then charge you. Honestly, me and Kath are both agree. I mean, I'm on a diet at the moment. Uh, but uh, we, we, we've, we've kind of said, look, when we're in New York... That's all going out the window. That is going to be a week of shameless um, stuff in our faces. There's no, there's no point in going to New York and well, I really am watching my. No, 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 forget it, man. It is that is going out of the window. I think that's it so far, and we're a month away. We're a month away, and 
every show is kind of packed already, you know. Um, and I mean, the first day is looking beautiful. The first day is we, we, we get there Sunday night, Monday morning, nine o'clock. We go out and meet Maeve. We sit and talk with her for an hour. Then we jump in a cab and go and meet the guy who's got the tiny hats. Then we jump in a cab and we go, Oh, it's going to, it's going to be frantic. It's going to be editing in the back of a cab. Then we're going to find Wi-Fi and upload it and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and in my head, in our heads, the show is going to be three hours, ten to uh, ten till one here, which is uh, five till eight there. Oh, we're going on Wednesday night. We're going to like a, a swing and jive club where they get about a hundred people. Go, we'll just go and swing and jive. We're going to go and do that. We're, we've been invited to that Wednesday night, so we're going to go and record some bits and pieces there. Um, uh, so the way that we see the show is is the first hour and the last hour probably will be pre-recorded, packed full of the stuff. We're going to go out, or you're going to hear cabs, you're going to hear people shouting. It's going to be noisy. There's no point in doing it. There's no point in going to America, New York in particular. Well, there's no point in going to a foreign country and not hearing the accents. So there's no point in going broadcasting anywhere and not hearing the accents you want to hear the accents i want to hear hey you jerk what the hell's going on here and american accents as well and of course it's because it's new york new york is like london there'll be accents from all over the world there is no point in going to new york city and not hearing taxis screeching and not hearing people shouting at you on the street and not hearing you know indian accents and pakistani accents and italian accents and greek accents and new york accents and all of this stuff so in our heads the way the show is going to kind of work first hour pre-recorded second hour live possibly with a guest certainly with your phone calls third hour pre-recorded with some variation in that that's how we're planning the week at the moment and we are a month away and i think it's safe to say we have already got too much content for the show thank you ed let's uh, check it um it's different lighting in the other room that's perfect hey you got it you got it buddy you got it thank you um it it, it is going to be noisy it's going to be loud fingers crossed it's going to work technically while we're over there as well follow us on twitter and uh, facebook because we're going to be when we go and meet these people early in the morning and late at night we're going to do periscopes we're going to do facebook lives we're going to do um the youtube channel we're going to mix it all up everything will eventually the periscopes and everything will eventually end up on the youtube channel so subscribe youtube.com forward slash rabbit hole um uh, but but keep your phones and computers about you because you're going to be getting pings every hour man it's going to ping saying paris ian lee is live on periscope ian lee is live on facebook we're going to film and stream almost everything also final word on this because i know it can be a bit boring as a listener until until it actually happens Uh, we will probably as well uh, one of the days at about 12 o'clock their time which is about five o'clock your time is a five hour difference we'll probably be doing a a, a rabbit hole we're trying to find a small venue and not having much luck at the moment because i've left it a bit late so they're all booked out so what we may end up doing is just sitting in Times square or central park or somewhere where they've got a strong wi-fi and um doing a rabbit rabbit hole from there and opening up skype and taking your calls and streaming it on periscope and doing all of that so it is going to be ain't gonna be no break it's not gonna be a break at all because it's honestly that it's gonna be rammed and i cannot wait i really think uh, we're going to do something very special for you we're going to bring new york to you and if we do record too much stuff which i think we're going to it will get snuck into some of the shows uh, or, or certainly released as podcasts over the, the weeks after that.
Okay, right. I've ranted for ages and I can see loads of people calling in. Stay there, dear listener. We're going to take a break. Then we'll do calls straight to air. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Thank you, Dom. I'd forgotten, yeah, we're going to go meet the Bowery Boys who do a brilliant podcast where they, they each week they pick a... I've forgotten about that. Forgotten about that. that was one of the first we arranged. They're brilliant, actually. Each week they they, they pick a, like a kind of obscure story from New York history and bring it to life. They're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. With them as well. <laughs> so, oh God, oh man, alive! We got a month to go and we're, we're overbooked and we're still emailing people and still here and it's brilliant, brilliant. Right, enough of that, enough of that because I know it doesn't excite everybody. Dear listener, for the rest of the show, that's one hour and three quarters of another hour. We are taking calls straight to air. What does that mean, you listeners? Well, let me tell you. Some of you may have heard of it as uh, Bob's Tea Break or Triple M or the Human Zoo or whatever. Normally, when you phone up a radio show, 0344 499 1000, you'll speak to a producer who will say, hello, what's your name and what would you like to say? Okay, I may call you back shortly. You then get a phone call. You're then queued up on the phone, and I choose uh, you, Steve, then you, Tony, then you, Chris. It doesn't work like that tonight. Tonight, it is completely different. You can phone in at any time about anything you want. Maybe you want to sing a song. Maybe you want to have a go at me. Maybe you want to suggest something. Maybe you just want to stay on the phone and be silent. It's all acceptable. This is a way for you to express yourself in any way you see fit, any way that would relieve the pressure of living. The phone number is very simple, 0344 499 1000. You phone up. When I see the lines flashing on my screen, I touch the screen and you come on. One, one, two rules. You can't be libelous, you can't swear, okay? And uh, if you are, I have a dump button here, which will take out that swear or that libel, and I'll have to cut you off, okay? Okay? You want to play? Good. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Call James Wells, show on talk radio. Call James Wells. Show on Talk Radio. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? No. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you've, you've, Thursday. You've, no, 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 no. You, listen, Thursday. try again later. That was awful. Not on medium wave. No, that was awful. That was a, a very poor um, start to the call straight to air. Very poor showing there. The way the song goes is... Call James Wales, show on Talk Spot Radio. Call James Wales, show on Talk Spot Radio. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On medium wave, on medium wave, on medium, medium, medium wave. That's how that song go, guys. It goes. If you if you want to sing it, you've got to get it right for crying out loud um the, the phones are going nuts when we had the wee wee guy on um and now now no one's calling in and that's absolutely fine i noticed one of the um uh one of the callers while the wee wee guy was on was nigel from maidstone now he's not called for a while um and i certainly wasn't going to cut off a a, a top-notch guest like dave murphy 
for 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 Nigel. Um, but but the, the thing about Nigel is he doesn't listen to the show. He's one of those. There are a few him and Ken and and and, and Jonathan. Although Jonathan doesn't was Jonathan on any answers on Radio Four the other day? Loads of you got in touch, and so any answers is the um, phone in show. The tepid phone-in show on Radio 4 after any questions, which is like the Radio 4 question time. And loads of you got in touch and said, oh, Ian, racist Jonathan is on Any Answers. And I'd been listening to Any Answers. I listened to it on on the Saturday. Um, But then I turned it off. So I then went to the BBC iPlayer and kind of skipped through it. And I didn't hear him. I heard somebody that sounded a little bit like him a little bit like him but um i wasn't convinced it was him i really wasn't convinced it was him at all oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand it's got a line six six you're on the wireless hello ian hello line six hello can you hear me yes i can hear you Oh, sorry i didn't think you could hear me i can hear you right i you uh you were doing a dilemma Earlier for a young lad. Oh yeah, the young lad. Yeah, the chef. Where, yes. Where he got a, a job uh, offer. Yeah. Well, I've got a dilemma. Mm. You come I to the right place. Bullied, <laughs> I'm being bullied mercilessly at work. Oh no, really? By yeah, by my manager. Oh, go on. What's happening? Um, it's like subtle, passive-aggressive bullying, right? And um. I've got a dilemma because I enjoy the work. Yeah. I enjoy the I love the team I'm working with. Yeah. I love the people I work with. I've worked there, I've worked in the team for five years and she is a new boss and she is bullying the best jeebus out of you're, me. you you didn't phone us before to talk about this, did you? Yes. You did, you did, and it's the it's the, it's still going on, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. mate, I'm so sorry. That's horrendous. No, no, but so the dilemma here is, um, do I, I've, I've applied for another job, yeah. uh, which sounds promising, Okay. but I really like what I'm doing and I love the team I'm working for. So is, and the, the person who's doing the bullying is, um, in, she's been at the, at the company for not very long and people keep saying, she's going to move on, she's going to move on, you know, stay where you are, you're well. going to be fine. You know, so what do I do? Do I try to get another job, get away, get out, be happy? Well, there's, 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 there is all that saying, well, she's going to move on, you're going to be fine. That you, that could be years, couldn't it? And and no one should be made mm-hmm. to feel uncomfortable in their workplace like that. Now, of course, I know we're going to we're going to tread carefully and we're not going to mention any names or anything that gives away any clues. No, which no. Is, I know, I know, I know. And, that, no. and that's, that's cool because it means we can have quite a frank conversation. Um, what is yeah. what kind of stuff is she doing then? What 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 what, what, what did anything happen today? Uh, um, well, you know, the rolling eyes, tutting. Oh, God. Um, saying, really, is that really what you meant to say? You know, that kind of thing in front of people who, you know, uh, don't want to see that. No. So, So, um, so humiliating, undermining you and humiliating you. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Exactly that. Oh, that's absolutely yeah, awful. Uh, is there anyone in um, in uh, HR, or is there anyone above her that you can go to and speak to about this? Well, it's a large company, so 
these are faceless people miles and miles away. Do you know what I mean? It's it's um, it's that kind of situation where. So no, not really is the answer. And you know, it's it's just I've got to make a decision soon because it's making me ill. Um, you know, I'm sort of. <laughs> Well, I can hear it in your voice. I can hear the, around and, I can hear the stress yeah. in your voice. It's it's it's. Uh, you sound like you're at your wits' end. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame because I like the work and I like the people I work with, and I, I think I've got to move away and get away from it because otherwise, you know, this I'm other jo- be Ill. this other job. Um, how definite mm. is it? Um, it's someone I know who's got a vacancy and oh. I've had a good chat with. Um, I will have to go through the whole, you know, the whole proper yeah. process and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's just a shame that it's come to this. And, it? yeah, and, you know, it's just a, it's just a big shame. Do you know what um, it sounds like? It sounds like you've made up mm. your mind that you're going to go. Yeah. Well, you're certainly going to have a go at getting out of there. Yeah, I, ju- I just fear for the people behind, that you leave behind, you know, that this is going to carry on with, so... Yeah, but that isn't... That, and this sounds... Well, does it sound cold, maybe? They're not your responsibility. Y- you yeah. are your responsibility, and your your physical health and your mental health are the yeah. most important things, and your happiness are the most yeah. important things. I mean, I've, I have suffered with depression in the past, and it's... It's been a while ago, and I haven't had a serious, um, you know, episode of depression for oof, two and a half years, Good. three years. Brilliant. And I, and it's, I can feel it coming on again. Yeah. You know, to me, you, you get the warning signs, and I know it's this situation yeah. that's making me um, go backwards, go into Michelle, and you know, all that good stuff. So what, what a cow! What a horrible, horrible cow! I know. I know. I don't know how some people can live with themselves. Why do they want to do that day in, day out to people? I just don't understand it. It, it really is um, playground behaviour, isn't it? It's that that kind mm. of thing when you leave school, you kind of think, right, well, at least that nonsense is over. Um, but you, yeah. you do... Uh, here's the thing, right, and I, I wasn't going to mention this, but I mentioned this. There's, there's someone who kind of works very loosely in this industry, right, who is mm. doing everything in his power to make my life miserable right he's really trying to do everything in his power to make my life miserable and he's kind of saying that my depression is is me swinging the lead and it's a put on and that i'm just doing it to get sympathy and that um Mm. i haven't got an original idea and all of this kind of stuff and um up until recently it was really getting to me and it was i was finding it quite upsetting and quite hurtful and i don't know what it was i don't know how but I suddenly managed to let it go. And it is the mm. most freeing thing that has happened yeah. for the last six weeks. It's not bothered me. In fact, I found it funny. I found it, I found it sad because the guy's obviously got m- mental health issues himself um, yeah. and possibly some kind of dependence issues. I don't know. But so I, f- I find it sad for him. But I, 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 in in my defence, I can find it funny, and, and and I don't look at his Twitter or look at his videos or any of that stuff anymore. But people will send me stuff, and I'll forward it on to Kath or I'll forward it on to my friend Scott and go, "Look at this! 
look at what he's doing now. And, and, mm. and I don't, and this is no help to you because I don't know how I did it. I don't know what I did, but something inside me in the last six weeks, it just switched. And instead of it, it, it hurting me and wounding me, which it did yeah. a lot, really did a lot. And it really, you know, it really hurt me a lot. It, it, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for the bloke. Mm. Um, now, that's no use to you in as much as I can't give you any suggestions on what I did, but it, 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 it might provide a bit of optimism to know that yeah. situations can reverse like that. Yeah. It's a mental attitude, isn't it? I've yes. got to get over it mentally myself, I think, yeah. Well, get, get yeah. over it... <laughs> Uh, in 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 a way, yeah, I suppose, really. But that's but but that's not to demean what she is doing to you. What she is doing is cruel, targeted bullying. These people can mm. sniff a weakness. They can sniff. They it's a chink. I've got a chink yeah. in my armor that uh, she's honed in on. And some people can spot yeah. it as soon as you walk in a room. Mm. Some people can spot it and they go right. And it might be that she's threatened by you. She's jealous of you. She's you. Maybe the first day she was there, you you walked past her and then smile at her and she's took that it could be any number of, of, of things that is probably mm. almost definitely not related to um how nice you are as a person and how competent you are at your job mm. um, i think you're right th- now what th- what does that mean for you i don't know yours is a lot tougher than that lad situation um, i think you're definitely right to go and have a, a chat with your friend about this job and um mm. i always say to people when there's talk of a new job i always say well apply for it apply for it because you might get rejected you you've only got a problem if you get a phone call saying well we'd love to give you the job that's then you've got a decision to make up until then you might as well apply for it and and, and see where you yeah. get with it i will i will i think if it was your if it was your daughter or your mum or your sister or your best friend, what would you say to them? Get out. There you Get go. Get out, it's not worth it. There yeah. you go. There you go. It's not worth it. It's not. You're too long at work, aren't you, every yeah. day? Yeah. 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 Let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you. I love the show. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed your call. Take care. Speak soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Isn't it? People though, huh? Thank you for that. It was, was a really powerful call. 0344 499 1000. Honestly, this, this, this person is doing everything they can to make my life a misery. You know, th- threatening my boss and making videos about me and saying that I'm not really depressed and I'm doing it. And it got to me. It was really getting to me, really getting to me. Then about six weeks ago, and I don't know if it was being ill. I don't know. I don't know if it was being with my kids or what. Something just, just, just switched. Just switched. And I feel sorry for the the, the the poor bugger now. I feel sorry for him because he's obviously got issues, and that's fine. Um, I, I, and I, I I wish him nothing but luck trying to start a new business. I know how tough it is in this business. Best of luck. Um, I feel sorry for him. And someone emailed me today some of the stuff he'd been saying. It's just got kids go and hang out with your kids <laughs> go why why would you spread poison go and hang out with your kids anyway 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 i don't really want to talk about that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee on talk radio late nights ian lee on air and off the on talk radio we have ways of making you talk if you're ringing keep ringing uh, uh, as always on um the straight to air nights the phone calls go bananas so if you're ringing keep ringing let's go to line one one you're on the wire Hello, it's Paul. Hello, Paul. You've called to apologise. Partly, but not 
bed in a way. You said it was just kind of a joke. Yeah, here's the here's a tip for you, Paul. Um, jokes that are libelous um, don't come over very funny on 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 um, uh, email. And 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 be honest with you, ma- yourself, mate. You didn't send it as a joke. You sent it to be mean. I, I sent it in a roundabout way. No, you sent it to be mean, Paul. Sort of, because yeah. But finally, yeah. finally, I'll, I'll say tonight. I found your yodeling tonight good. I couldn't give a stuff, mate. I'm not talking about my program tonight. I'm talking about the libelous, mean email that you sent me. Okay, I apologise. Right, but the thing is, you'll do that it. It's ag- an official thing on air. I apologise. Okay, why don't you say it like you mean it? Because you'll do it again, Paul, and I don't believe that you mean the apology. You'll do it again. And I just wondered why you thought it was acceptable to send such a rude, nasty, libelous email to me. Because maybe I'd had four cans of cider and not three. Right. Just... Can I make a suggestion? I apologise. I don't know how more sincerely to say it. I apologise. It Can... was the wrong thing to Can say. I make a suggestion? Yes. Don't send me emails, because your emails tend to be very, very mean. You've done a few of them where they're nasty, and um, I, 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 I just think you're better than that. I think you're a better human being that. than that. You do think I'm better than that, don't you? I think you're better than sending me libelous emails where you yeah. tell me I should go to a, a horrible, crappy pub in Slough and do cocaine off of the toilet stalls. Yeah, I think you're better than that, mate. Yeah. No, I said off the public bar, actually. Doesn't matter, mate. You, 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 your point was made. It was nasty. So the pub's now, anyway, mate, it doesn't matter. D- 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 we're not arguing about whether a pub is open or not. It was nasty. It was mean. Um, I think now and it's it was a library, and it was unfair, and it was bullying, Paul. And yes, you're better. I, you're I, better I, than I that. I sincerely apologise. I sincerely apologise. Well, by, by adding the word sincerely, future. by saying I sincerely apologise, by adding the word sincerely, that sounds like the most insincere apology ever. Don't expect you oh. to say sorry because because you don't. I know you don't mean it. But, um, you're better I, than... I don't know how I was to convince you. I maybe not, maybe if you didn't say it like a sarcastic, sulky 15-year-old. I don't know. I'm sorry that's not, if that's the way my voice is coming across, but I do sincerely apologise. I don't believe you, Paul, and that's fine. OK, you don't believe me, but I, I mean it as the truth. OK, well, well, what happens when you do it next time? Because you've done it three or four times, mate. OK, right. I will not do it again. I don't believe you. Or maybe I won't prove you wrong. Let's just see. Well, no, I don't, I, I don't believe you've done it three or four times already. OK. Doesn't mean to say I will do got it a again. a real tone about you tonight, if Paul. I, if, I, if I say I won't do it again... You've got a real maybe, tone uh, maybe about... Maybe it'll be true. You've got a real tone about you tonight, Paul. Uh, What's happened? I, I I'm just in a bit of a nervous state tonight. Well, tell me why. What's going on? Uh, I don't... I don't get to see my son very often, right? That must be terrible. Yeah. So but why I'm is it affecting? Why is it affecting you tonight? I'm getting to see him for a day tomorrow, a whole day. Right. Okay. And I'm a bit nervous about it. There you stupid, go. isn't it? It's, well, it's not stupid. It makes perfect sense. You want it to be. You want it to go well. Yeah. What you got planned? Just for him to come round and chill out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds nice. I want to. It's going to be his birthday on the 17th of May. Beautiful. And tomorrow will be the day that I can celebrate his birthday with. It must be tough, man. It must be really tough. Yeah, right. So I'll just say, right, so I'm going to cook him his favourite dinner that I make him, which uh, is homemade macaroni cheese with, with, with fried bacon and tomatoes. Sounds perfect. Yeah. 
I'd always, I would also take him shopping to Sainsbury's and buy him a few scratch cards. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not very right, is it? But yeah, it, it like that. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I said, there you go. And I've also got him in. I've also got him in already in the fridge. Chilling. What? I don't understand Some why you've got listen. Cans of JTO J2O drink. How old is he? He'll be twelve on the seventeenth. And you're going to give him some J2O? I just wonder why you're, you're, you're being arsy with me tonight, Paul. I'm trying to no, have an open, I'm honest... No, you are. Paul, Seriously, Paul, I'm opening myself Paul, up here, like Paul, on national radio. Paul, shut up for a second, mate, because I'm trying to have a sincere, honest conversation, dad to dad, right? And you're talking to me as though I've got a gun pointed at you. What is going on, man? Because I do feel a little bit intimidated, because you ask me questions and it's a little bit... Oh, you don't have to. You don't have to phone up. You don't have to answer them. I don't no, understand. That's not the reason I phoned up for originally. Right. Well, you can just say I don't want to answer them. I, d- I do not understand why you've got this cob on with me tonight. I don't. I don't have any cob. You on. do, mate. I... You do, Paul. You've got a real tone about you, and I'm trying to speak to you, one father to another. I don't know how you want me to change my voice. I'm sitting out in my garden, smoking a cigarette. I don't need to sound. I don't need to sound I, like I, this. I'm like, I'm totally relaxed. Right. I don't have any cob on with you. You do, I'm, mate. You do. What we're going to do? Just what I want is I want thirty seconds, right? But just put the phone down, right, for thirty seconds, and just breathe. If you got the fag on, have your fag just for thirty seconds, and just see if we can start again. Is that all right? Are you going to call me back or what? No, just put. You're going to put the phone down by your side. We're not. No one's going to hang up or anything, and we're just going to. Have 30 seconds of nothing. How about that? Okay. Put the phone down on the floor. Have you got your, is your fag on? Yeah, I'll put it down on my... No, 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 the, you keep the fag. Put the, seat in the garden, Put yeah. the phone down on the floor. You enjoy your fag for 30 seconds, all right? And just relax. All right? Yeah, you'll hang up, won't you? Put the phone down for 30 seconds, Paul. Trust me, okay? Okay. Here we go. Go on. Sometimes you just need to have a little... Little breather, just to get kind of get yourself back into shape. He'll, he'll, he'll have a fag. I don't smoke anymore, so I have my cup of tea. How you doing, Paul? You back? Not yet. You back? Hello? That's better, isn't it? That's better. You're better than any psychiatrist, don't you? Yay, that's better. There we go. How's it going? You haven't prescribed me a load of uh, tomazepam or anything like that. Well, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm seconds, sending yeah. it through the maybe I'm sending it through the airwaves, Paul. What are you called in for, mate? You're going to New York. Yes, sir. Okay. And the reason I called in officially was, would you like to go to a cocktail bar in New York? I <laughs> could suggest for a few cocktails. <laughs> well, I don't drink, but Kath is a lush. Uh. So well, they do not have Yeah, no, they do actually. Well. Do you know what? I do I do like a one of the things I miss from drinking was I used to love going to Trader Vic's. Is it in the Dorchester Trader Vic's anyway? Is and and you would get a massive 
I remember taking the girl there once. It's brilliant. You just get a massive cut melon that they've carved out and they've just put a cocktail. Oh, it was delicious. Oh, it was great. Get steaming drunk okay, on that. Right. Go on, Paul. What, 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 give, us, give us one. Give us one. Okay, why well, well, I started with is a melon, I used to take a cora, like an apple cora, yeah. in a melon, and slowly fill it up all day yeah. with, with a bottle of vodka and keep it in the freezer. <laughs> Dirty then boy. Then it out. Uh, for a dinner party at night and serve it as a starter. Yeah, I never, I never, I never had um, uh, the vodka jelly was a thing, but I, I, I yeah, never no, vodka jelly. I no, bet no, that sounds no. nasty. Yeah, no. Uh, so where do you recommend then, Paul? Okay, it's called. I think it's called Sky Sky Bar. Okay, and it's called Bar Fifty Four. Okay, and it's on the rooftop of the Hyatt. Oh, okay. At the Hyatt Hotel in Times Square. I have heard of this. I have heard of this. I have heard of this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, it is supposedly the highest cocktail bar in New York mm. and gives great views from what I remember being there once. When did you go? Oh, I suppose it's... I've been here in New York a few times, but I suppose when I went there it was probably... Well, I hope it's still open. I assume it is. <laughs> it uh, better be. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure it is. Um... Yeah, it's on the high, on the top rooftop of a high hotel, overlooking. Yeah, great views. Nice one. We'll have a look because because we've we've only got one evening. Because um, the show when we're over there is going to be five till eight in the in the afternoon and evening. We've only got one evening booked up so far. That's Wednesday when we're going to um, like a, a, a jive class. We're going to go to that. Um, so we'll, we'll put that. We'll pencil that in in the diary, Paul. Okay, they also serve, if there's big groups of you, they serve big bowls of punch for you instead. Oh, no, don't, don't. That's, that's, that's Kath's Kath, uh, eyes have lit up there. Also, finally, what they serve for free, if you do that and you're a big group, is they serve the gr- a great thing called porchetta sandwiches. Oh, sounds good. You know what porchetta is, yeah? Is it, is now, I don't know, is it ham? It's like, it's like a pork. That, oh, okay. That is... That is they slowly cook for about seven hours. That's stuffed with things. I'm there, uh, and they cook for about seven, and they serve sandwiches with it. Yeah, Paul, it's, bloody, it's like an Italian thing. Nice one, man. We'll we'll certainly put it in on our list of uh, possibles. Thank you, mate. Okay, no worries. No, no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. If you're watching us on Periscope, up yours, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. We're taking calls straight to air all this evening, 0344 499 1000. Let's go to line five. Line five, you're on the wireless. Uh, good evening, Ian. It's Jamie. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening. I uh, just wanted to say, really, that... Uh, I've really enjoyed the calls this evening. There's been some quite meaningful ones yes. that have called in. Well. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, well, that's what happens when it's, um, you know, straight to air. Um, in particular, the young lad that rung up earlier about the, the, the two chef jobs that he was offered. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that really kind of sums up my situation at the moment, because I'm currently going through depression myself, a little bit of depression. Yeah, I'm sorry. And for myself, I've... No, that's all right. I, I've been uh, get, um, going through that, and uh, I've been trying to get into radio for 10 years. Yes. And um, been doing bits and pieces, you know, here and there on the community level. And basically, I ended up running myself so hard that I ended up getting stage fright. And actually, calling into your show really helps me uh, oh, with good. my with my speech, yeah. So that's good. But um, 
the kind of dilemma that I've got at the moment is that I've still got this depression. I'm still very much frightened of anything to do with radio bar actually listening to it. So getting involved in it is quite frightening at the moment because I've pushed myself so hard. And a commercial station has emailed me and said that they'd like to invite me in for a chat. And the thing is, I'm very much into talk-based radio. I love talk-based radio. This is a very Mm. run-of-the-mill music commercial station. Yeah. And there's kind of there's kind of a thing where I go, do I bite the bullet and sort of go, okay, I've got depression, but I've been waiting for this chance and go in, or do I just say thank you but no thank you? Why would you say thank you but no thank you? What would be the what would be well, the benefits of that? Do you know, I I wondered that myself simply because at the moment I'm finding it very difficult to get motivated to do things, of and, course. and kind of as well, uh, you know, I'm. I, I want to go and give a good impression, but at the moment I don't think I'm at my best in doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that, and I totally get the, motiv- the demotivated. Totally, totally get it. That's that's a big thing for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I understand that if you're feeling ill, you will you are worried that, that, that you won't be able to sell yourself as well as if you weren't feeling ill. Is that right? Well, yeah, and the other thing is, as well, normally... They only invite volunteers in, because that's what it would be, a volunteer position, uh, in for um, public-facing stuff. Now, I have autism, so I find that very difficult to do that. And I told them this, but they said, but I got two emails, one from the management saying, no, thank you, you know, go and do public-facing. And the other one from a content director saying, come in and have a chat about your skills and experience. So I was a little bit confused. But what that you could that, that here's, here's um, uh, um, something you can do. My okay. My suggestion is, you yeah. go in and have the chat. You go in and have the chat yeah. um, because at the end of it, they might say, "Well, we think you're brilliant, Jamie, and we'd love to give you a job." Or they might say, "Well, thanks for coming in, Jamie. We 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 don't have anything suitable at the moment, but we've really enjoyed talking to you." Those are the two options, aren't they? Really. They are, that yeah. they can offer. And also, it would be um, perfectly reasonable for you to go in and meet this gentleman and say, it's really nice to meet you. I am slightly confused because I had an email from another guy saying, no, thank you. And I just wondered if you were aware of that and if you could explain that to me. That's a reasonable yeah. thing to say. That's not you being aggressive or confrontational. That's that's it, no. it's reasonable to um, ask a question about something that has confused you. Okay. Well, he did. He did answer that. He did say that actually they got their wires crossed. Beautiful. Answered me at exactly the same time. But then he said at the end of the email, you know, uh, the offer's still open. Do you want to come in and have a chat? Well, I can't see any downside of going to have a chat no can, can I you can understand that completely can you no. see any downside i can't no and and the thing that touched me earlier about when you talked to that guy was he was 28 i'm 27 yeah so i i completely got what you said when you said you know you you are at an age where if something goes wrong your life isn't over yeah 
Yeah, it's it, it, and, and I know at twenty seven and twenty eight, it, it feels like you are very old and very mature. And uh, but 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 honestly, from someone who is going to be forty four very soon, looking back, actually, twenty seven and twenty eight is still comparatively young. And I don't mean that to sound patronising, but that there, there is you, you know there are lots of people who even in their mid thirties are completely changing their careers. So you've got plenty of time to make mistakes. No, I completely get that. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Um, no, thank you, Jamie. Are you going to... Uh, uh, well, what, what do you think you're going to do? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them an email because I thought, this morning, I thought, no, no way, definitely not. You know, because I was in that very down, yeah. depressed mood. And I thought, actually, instead of doing what I normally do and jump, jump the gun, I will wait, you know, maybe a day, a couple of days Perfect. over the weekend because... You know, never not? reply to an email back. immediately. Never reply to an email immediately. I do that all the time, and I almost always regret it. Exactly. Well, here's, I, here's, I let me give you one. Let me back. give you one trick that worked for me, and may work for okay. you, may not work for you, may work for someone else listening. I mentioned about um, when I came in for my job interview here. I'm not very good in job interviews, Jamie, because I get very nervous and very anxious. And um, when I too. came in for the job interview here. I um, tried something I'd read about. It's a very American thing. And I, as I walked from Waterloo Station to here, it's a walk of about 10 minutes, I pretended I was an actor, right? And I pretended right. I, was an, I was playing the part of someone who's really good in job interviews, who's really good at telling people what, what I want, okay? And I got, I got into this character, walking from Waterloo up to here, I got into the character of someone who is really good at asking for what, I deserve. And I have never walked into a meeting before and said, this is what I want and this is why you should hire me. And I did it for this. Um, And I got the job. And I tried it again this week. I had to go and record a thing for Radio 4. Okay, It's quite a posh show called Great Lives. And I had to go in and talk Mm. about a comedian. And it was very proper and it was Radio 4 and it's all very grown up. It's Matthew Paris, who's a very intellectual gentleman. And I did the same thing, Jamie. I did the same thing as i walked from um well i got oxford circus i went and got had a, a, a cup of tea and a sandwich uh, and as i walked from the the costa to the bbc i got into character and i said it out loud and i must have looked stupid i said i'm one of those people who is really good at sitting and talking about things to strangers i'm not i get really nervous okay this is different because i'm in the studio yeah. on my own it's my environment in a studio with someone else i clam up um, but I, I, I got into yeah. character, Jamie. I, I pretended to be someone who's really good at going in and meeting strangers and looking strangers in the eye when I shake their hands. And, um, and I'm really good at talking about this kind of stuff. And it worked. It worked. So maybe if you do go for this interview, it might be a trick you want to play. You know, you, when you walk from the bus stop to the place, just pretend you're one of those people that's really good in interviews. I came out afterwards going, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. That was awful. But it doesn't matter what you do afterwards. It's what you do for that hour that you're in the room with them. No, that's very, that is very true. Hang in there, Jamie. Let us know how it goes. No worries. I will do. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. <laughs>
terrible song. Line line one, you're on the wireless. Ian? Yes? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring up uh, uh, about a podcast. Yeah, I listened to the podcast from the other night. Right. And what you said about um, people hating their jobs was absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely Sad, spot isn't on. It? And any, anybody who says they love... I mean, you know, you get these people who say, oh, I love my job. They need some kind of treatment, mate. It's sad, isn't it? Because, you know, I mean, my job is different because I don't do as many as hours as everyone else. But, but, but for most people, it's a third of their day. A third of their day doing something yeah, they yeah. don't like with... And there'll be flashes of, you know, there'll be moments of enjoyment, you know, moments of, of pride and moments of fun. But most of it is awful. Generally working with people they don't like for less money than they deserve. Exactly, and, and as well, you've said about, you, you know, you can count your friends on, on pro- you could probably got two or three true friends. Yep. Again, that's 100% true. I'm, I'm a very wise man, Mark. You sound surprised. No, no, I've known <laughs> it for many years, Ian. <laughs> You're a good man. Well, listen, uh, and that, Go just on. one more thing as well. I, I heard you the other week talk, my, my, we got my son a PlayStation 4 for his birthday. Now, I haven't played it for years, you know, so but I knew he, we'd get him a PlayStation, my chance to get to have a go on it sort of thing. <laughs> now, what's, what's all this thing about, every time you put a game on, you've got to download some stuff. Oh, you've got, got you've got to update. Game, uh, Call of Duty requires an update. Oh, flip it. So the PlayStation requires an update. Oh, come on, I want to play. Uh, it's rubbish. It's it's awful. And I was I was trying to explain to my kids about loading games from tapes, you know, because I'm that old. But yeah, actually, yeah. nearly every time I've turned the Xbox on recently, the game or the the system has needed an update, and you'll be there for about twenty minutes. Yeah, it's unbelievable, mate. I'm, it won't stop me playing it. No, but I mean, it's, of course it's, it's, it won't. It's unbelievable. But, uh, what, anyway, what 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 games anyway, you what games you playing, Mark? Uh, I'm playing at the moment Rory McIlroy Golf. Beautiful. And um, what else am I playing? I'm playing um, a Star Wars game, and I've got to give the boy, he's only six, I've got to give him a little chance, so I'm playing Lego City as well. Oh, they're good, those Lego games, aren't they? Do you play it with the boy? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, my, my, yeah. my kids play it together, and I feel a bit left out, and every now, one of the, every now and then, one of them will get a bit bored, and I get to, I get to join in and do the game. It's brilliant, those Lego games. Right, and one more question then. Do you let them win? On the PlayStation? No, 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 God no! <laughs> God no! We play. Um, we we get in um, Mario Kart soon for the for the Switch, but we've got on on the Xbox. We've got um, Sonic Racing game, which is like Mario Kart. Not a yeah. chance in hell I'm going to let them win. I'll let them catch yeah, up. I'll that, let mate. them catch up a bit, but they ain't going to beat yeah. me unless they're good enough to beat me. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let him get close, but then I'll just pull away and, and annihilate you. <laughs> annihilate you. Anyway, Ian, cheers, cheers me to Take care, fella. Nice one. Thank you, Mark. Um, we've got some more calls coming. We'll, we'll, we'll do that after the um, the news. I'm enjoying this more than I should tonight. It's true. When, when we're out running and racing and stuff, I'll generally let the kids win. But when we're playing video games, when we're playing... Um, the, 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 what is the, this, uh, it's, it's a rip-off of Mario Kart. Sonic, it's, I think it's Sonic Racing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let them catch up because they're rubbish. I've got, I've got 35 years experience. They've got none. So I'll let them catch up. But then as Mark said, and it's a brilliant phrase, I will annihilate them. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Another hour, dear listener, if uh, you're interested, of calls straight to air. I won't give out the number now. I'll give it out after the news. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Great theme to such a stinky, stinky movie. Dear listener, busy show this evening. Call straight to air. Slightly different from how we normally do things. Instead of phoning up and speaking to Catherine, you will phone up 0344 499 I'll see your number or your name flash up on the screen and I will touch the screen. You'll come through. Very simple. The only rules are don't swear, don't be libelous. Because if you are, I'll have to press the dumb button and uh, cut you off. Um, shall we dive in, guys? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's go to line 13. Good evening, line 13. Hello? Hello, yes, you're on the radio. Oh, hello, Ian, it's Keith. I was just phoning because I'm so chuffed about my video of me fast, fast running sports. Video. Oh, Keith, you sent that video through this morning to me. It was fantastic. Oh, thanks. I was pretty pleased with it. Um, I got the music wrong a bit, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty pleased, and it's video of the week. It, it's movie of the week on, on Rabbit Hole. Shall I, uh, shall I play the video on the radio now? Do you think that would work? Oh, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've had the lad Harry round tonight, because I have him on Friday nights, you know? Yeah. And we've probably listened to it 30 times. You've made them so happy, like, oh, for that. It's an incredible... Shall I play the video so the people can listen to it? Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It might be a bit boring because I've made it super visual, you know. It, it, you have made it very, very visual. You've just, you've done a lot of fancy editing on that, haven't you? Oh yeah, it took us. I think it was three, three and a half hours. It took us. Um, I take two boiled eggs to, to the what? library, and usually I'll only get through one of them, and I'll just chuck the other one away. I'll chuck it at the town hall, but. Um, I had both of them, so I have two eggs. I knew that I'd put quite a shift in, you know. But anyway, it was worth it. Did you see the starburst effect? I did see the starburst effect. i tell you what I found interesting, because there's a bit where you had a countdown, three, two, one. Aye. And the three and the two were the same font. Aye. But the one was... I know what you're going to say. The one was a different... It was like from some you'd sourced it from somewhere different, and I thought that was unusual. No, actually, originally it was three, two, one in the same um, format, but I just wanted that moment to really kick in, so I made it hashtag one. I, did you see the hashtag? It looks like a moat or something, like a, a park cullis. I did see the hashtag. I'm watching the video now. It's, it's absolutely. I'll retweet it again. It's had 795 views. Um, oh, that's something, isn't it? It's got pictures of Usain Bolt, um, a leopard, there's the number three, then it goes to two, and then you're right, it's hashtag one. Can, can I be critical? I expect you're not going to be happy about it being portrait. I'm like not that. happy about it being portrait. What were you thinking, man? Uh, well, I don't know if, if you look at the video really closely, like, there was a certain amount of um, pressure I was under, because it's on the school field, right? And there was uh, a policeman were there. There were a lot you know? of policemen there. Yeah, I know because as far as well, I don't want to. I want to have a boy in everyone, but there was a lot of police there because apparently a big dog had, had attacked a little dog. What? And there were, you know, you, they're not very approachable. The police and that, and no. that. 
that because my Harry had to wear a balaclava and they it wanted does, to know what, what does was it up say? From. What does it say on his balaclava? Does it say fairies? Not canaries. He's not a city fan, and that's okay. their nickname. Okay, okay. Um, and he didn't. He, he doesn't look like you can see where he's going. He didn't tread on any dog mess or anything, did he? No, I mean. I don't know if people are going to spot it, but the the racetrack he's on is actually it's a primary school, like, and that's only that's probably for the egg and spoon race or for the sack race, right? But I put him on the big track, the big lads track, with the bobble at over his face, and he started veering off, you know, towards the cricket pitch, um, and you're not allowed on the cricket pitch, and with coppers there anyway. That's me. I thought we'd better just go on the nippers yeah. track. But oh, I just wanted to say thank you. And like he, I had him tonight because his mum and dad. He's, uh, he's bloody fast, Keith. He is bloody uh, fast. He's not the fastest in his year. There's what's in his class twenty seven, and he, I think he's, he'll fluctuate between like seventeen and nineteen. But it's a pretty swift lad. So I had him tonight, and a smile on his face watching it together. His parents are at the country in Western Night. They're in a, a duo called um, Meadow Horse. It's just do Dolly Parton and Dr. Hook and that. And then his, his mum comes and picks him up at 10, uh, 10 o'clock, like, because his dad is in um, Wigwam and Co., which does more, like, blue country stuff, you know, like about hot dogs and sausages. You know what I mean. Something for the dads, a bit of adult fun. Aye, aye, for the dads and the, the late teens. Yeah. Um, you spelt your name wrong at the end, but that's that's fine. These things happen. No, I know it's. Have you ever edit tools, man? I, it's a different language to me. I, you know, I did my best. What was the What's the duo called that his mum and dad are in? No, it's the, the, mum and dad together. Yeah, it's more country ballads, and they're called Meadow Horse. It's lovely. It's a lovely image in it. The horse in the meadow. Yeah, and and then when they're finished, he does wigwam. He do, wigwam and co. He'd, he'd kick me head in if I got that wrong. Wigwam and co. Okay. Well, listen, the video is brilliant. Some of the comments... Let me read some of the comments that are underneath it. Um, uh, isn't it hot running with a coat on? Um, all I saw, saw was a fuzzy blur, too much speed. Um, astonishing. My goodness, that's fast running. No, um, that's not bad, is it? It's in portrait. I only want to see videos in landscape. Oh, shit, I, Um, well, Keith. Anyway, so thanks again on that. Um, Thank I, you. I'm going to do another one, you know. Oh, God. That, I look forward to that. What's it going to be? Is it bat and ball? No, it's not. Um, he's going to do uh, fast eating. Um, he's do, he, he had three hot dogs tonight at three minutes. That's just the sausage, not the bun and all. That'd be daft, wouldn't it? Um, and I'm going to check up, but I think that's pretty fast. I know that you've had trouble before with his image being used on a, um, uh, a bestiality site. Aye. He's put his head on a monkey, can you? And he'll never live that down. Um, with the tuba lube, wasn't it? Um, Aye. And I just wor- wor- worry, if you film him eating hot dogs... Is, oh, God, is, I'm with you, yeah. Is, is there a chance that someone could put that on a on a... I know what you don't even have to say it. I know what you mean. I don't, and I don't, I don't want him to have, you know, I don't want him to be involved in anything blue. Well, I, I, I mean, he'd, he'd never get them through his bobble hat, 
But you, I tell you what, you let me worry about that. All right, Keith, nice one. Because it'll be fast. Mate. That's all I promise. Thank you so much, Keith. Thanks, Ian. Thanks again. Have a great weekend, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I think we should probably have a break. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? There we go. This is it. Get in there, boy! Come on! Come on, boy! Dan, 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 Dan! Herb Alpert is getting on a bit, and his lips ain't what they used to be. Line two, you're on the wireless. Yeah, I like that uh, Keith's video. That was good, that. It's a nice video, isn't it? It's a nice video. Sorry well, for the bad language, by the way. Sorry, guys. I just have to say that apparently there was some bad language during Keith's call, and I apologise about that. I didn't realise that had slipped through, so I'm sorry. Well, if, you know, if you felt the need to swear, then, you know, that's, that's fair enough, Ian. No problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm glad you're not worried. You should be worried. But I'm glad you're not. But oh, but I'm thinking if he's doing um, a fast eating video, yeah. what I'd say, film me in like a fast food restaurant, oh, somewhere like that. Yeah, go in there. Yeah, because it's quite fast in there, isn't it? Well, I eat three hot dogs, just the sausages, not the bun, in three minutes. Um, I, I, mean, I don't want to encourage that kind of stuff because it's dangerous. We should have him up against um, the bloke who drinks his own wee wee. Well, that, I mean, the ratings would go up, wouldn't well, they? Well, they, could the only, they could only go up, or down, or possibly even stay the same. It's one of those three. Or, you know, also, like, Jacob's Crackers, if you're eating them, they're quite easy to force in, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they are, actually, aren't they? 
They are. But what I would say is, yes. don't don't try it with toffee apples, for goodness sake. I love a good toffee apple. I re- why? why? They, no. Who who inv- who your discovered teeth, your teeth? Who thought? Let's get a nice juicy red apple and and cover it in a thin crisp layer of toffee. Who thought of doing that? Because it work. It shouldn't work, but it works. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're not allowed to Google on this show, are we? Because no. otherwise I'd be straight on there. Don't. 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 It's not worth it. Who, who is the inventor of the toffee apple? Um, look, you know what they call them in... Uh, you know what they call them in France? Les apple toffee. No, it's... Um, it's apple pom. Yeah. La pomme d'amour. That's what they call them. The apple of love. That sounds quite romantic. They don't, quite romantic no, no, they don't. La po- the, Catherine's pulling the face over. I speak French. I've never heard it. Well, I've been to Disneyland and she we speak, had La Pomme d'Amour. She speaks five languages. Yeah, well, she doesn't speak, she she doesn't speak the language of food. Well, and I will or educate her in the language of food when we go to New York City and we stuff our faces with La Pomme d'Amour. I was also going to say it was nice to hear Glenn Tilbrook this week. Oh, he's lovely, isn't he? I like Glenn. Really nice interview. I like I went. They sort of went through a period in the wilderness, quite a long period in the wilderness squeeze, and they somebody made a documentary about Glenn, which was when he was touring the States in a camper van. Oh, no, is that any good, that film? Because I wanted to see that. I thought it was excellent. I went to the premiere, and it it was made by an American lady, and she said, well... You might be wondering why the subtitles is because in America they couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, you get That's that. You get true. that in quite a few American films where they'll subtitle. They're quite often in American documentaries they'll subtitle black people. I've seen that a lot where they subtitle black people, um, but they do. You, you, you love. I've seen a few American documentaries where they've got you know like a scouser or or, or some. Stop the clock! Stop the clock! I can say this now. Catherine has got written down in her diary. This name, well, it might mean something to you, Dredge. I don't know. Monday evening at 10 o'clock, we've got Mr. Lou Adler coming on the show. Now, for those who don't know, Lou Adler was, oh, right. was right, right, right. a mover and a shaker in the 1960s. He set up, I can't remember the name of his record label. It will come to me. He set up a record label and he pro- he discovered and produced The Mummers and the Poppers. That, that's it. That's the first one. That's the first cab off the rank. He, he, he discovered and produced The Mummers and the Puppers, as well as many, many others. He's coming on the show Monday evening at 10 o'clock, Mr. Lou Adler, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder where he discovered them. Yeah, well, well I... He walking down, walking down the road, he suddenly stumbled on these... Uh, he tripped over some hippies who were tripping group. themselves, and uh, he's coming on. Also next Friday, uh, next week, we've got Harold Bronson, who set up um, Rhino Records, which is a br- he's written a brilliant book about the British invasion, but he set up Rhino Records. And, Go on. And he was a teacher in Grange Hill. Delete my phone number. And also, hopefully, fingers crossed, we've got magician Pete Heat coming in. Mr. Pete Heat will be coming in and we'll stream that live so you can watch him do brilliant magic. So, all in all, uh, Dredge, it's a busy old week of shows. Oh, well, thanks for putting all that on for me. I'm going to cut you off now. Bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line 7, you're on the wireless. Is it Ghazal? Is that, I don't know how it's pronounced. Probably a Ghazal or something. I, li- I like this. 
Here we go. Oh, you could have played more of that. I like that. You could have had um, more of that. I'll tell you what that reminds me of, even though it is... Um, mm-mm. Mm, let's see if I can find it. Mm. Oh, where is it? I'm going to find it. Hang on a minute. It's going to be... It, it, it's not going to be worth it, but it's... Um, let's try. Is this it? Um, here we go. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Listen, this, this, is, this is a great song. Oh. Mere to sare hai chalbe tumhare jo maine samare tumhare liye He's one of the just was learning yodeling tumhari ada any song in Hindi that's what we're going to do Beautiful stuff. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello. 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 Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? That's Ed. What do you mean, who's that? Ed, do I sound like Ed? Go on. Goldus, get with the cat. Please, Goldus, trust me. It's amazing. Okay. Hello, cat. Well, this is Ian. What, what are you doing? No, honey. Ian, please. I will speak to you. Oh, God. Then I do. Okay. You put me on pre-fade or something. Pre-fade? What the hell? Where did he start becoming the producer? I can't, I've got, not got the option to put you on pre-fade. You're on the air. Sorry. Uh, I, I just got an idea. Amazing gold. Go on, it's... do it. Mate, do it now. Do gold now. Find <laughs> a, a radio station. That's what it really is. Say the reactors on the guns. People, you tell people, Tim, down, listen to you. What, dr- what drugs have they given you tonight? You're rambling like a speed demon. Um, I've got cold, got cold cough. Oh. Had this, my bones been playing like a Gatling gun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so what's the gold you've got? Give us the gold, Jerry. I want gold. Give us the gold. Just yeah. see how the station's disabled because of speech, speech problems. Yes. You see how good you are. Yes. Speech problems. Get you some, get you some good publicity. Yes. Speech bubbles. Speech bubbles. Black bombs. Black bombs. Anyone? Oh, speech problems, yes. Speech bombs. Yeah. Speech. 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 Hello? I'm puffing. I'm puffing for. I stand here before you today. George, save Rock Lobster. Brilliant song. Rock Lobster, what do you reckon? Like you want to phone up other radio stations and see if they let you on? Yeah, see what the reaction is. I bet yeah, they... T- uh, what they'll do is they'll politely say, um, well, well, listen, we'll, we've got your number, we, we, we'll, we, we may possibly give you a call back, and then they yeah, will never call, call you off. back. They call me off. Sorry, you've got no callers. Got no space for you tonight. Call me off, no calls. No calls in the police station. And they call me off. They say the four callers. There was nothing next door, Paul. Yeah. It's bad. It's bullshit. LBC, London Bills, Bull Corporation. Oh, I agree about LBC, brother. You don't need to tell me about that. 
Well, Jerry, it's an idea. You give me some extra to leave me in my bosom. Okay. I'll this, this boring life in this place. Okay. You give me an escapism. And I thank you for it, Catherine. You sound really <laughs> frantic tonight, Jerry, more so than usual. Yeah, I've got cold. I had a piece of 118 all day, you see. Okay. Uh, all right, Jerry. Uh, well, calm down. Calm down. Breathe. 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 I, I love you all, Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster. All right. I'm going to cut you off now, Jerry. Okay, take care, but... Ta-ta. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? Yes? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Oh, sorry, that, 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 that there, was, uh, there was some playback. Um, yeah, I just want to say uh, uh, thank you, because it's, it's, been, it's been great listening tonight. Uh, I was driving home, and uh, I've even taken a detour away from my home to, to park up. Hey! Well, beautiful. Because, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, friend. That means a lot to me. Thank you. I've done that. I've done that when I've enjoyed radio shows. So thank you very much. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm currently parked up in looks like some sort of dodgy car park. Oh, a bit of dogging. To you guys eat, eat, eating us. Probably. Probably. I've got a couple <laughs> of cars driving past giving me the eyeball. Uh, I, I have put, listen, here's the thing, right? Does dogging actually happen? Because I have, for various reasons, parked up in dodgy car parks all across the country. I have never seen any sexual shenanigans taking place, ever. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's a big myth. I, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, um, I, I've, uh, I've, I live by a, uh, a car park where there's some sort of sexual promiscuities, or if that's the correct word, go, go on. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's not, not involving cars, it's usually in, uh, Guys in bushes. Uh, yeah, and I know, I know. There's. A, uh, I used to live near Hampstead Heath. There was a part of Hampstead Heath that, after dusk, or even in the daytime, sometimes you just don't go to because it's a load of blokes going around there, and that's fine, that's great. But I've never seen, you know, like women, men, and women. I've never seen it. I don't think it happens. And trust me, <laughs> trust me, God, I keep my eyes open for this kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I I might even go for a search now. No, don't, don't, even... don't. You might, you might, you'll end up in a terrible state. The very worst, you'll get a stain. Oh, well, listen, I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Thank you. Thank you. Tata, Bye-bye. have a safe journey home. Uh, let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. What kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. Lovely. Um... Looking forward to uh, Hannah here. Looking forward to seeing you in Birmingham. June the 4th. The last time I'm performing Ian Lee versus Radio in the United Kingdom is on June the 4th at the Glee Club. Yeah, looking forward to that. Good. Um, nice to hear that you got your mojo back. Mojo is, mojo is returned, safely de- delivered by courier this evening. You told me how to yodel, or yodel, <laughs> I think you should have a few more lessons. Line four, you're on the wireless. Excellent. Let's go to line five, you're on the wireless. Busy calls tonight. Line five. Uh, hello, can I speak to Mr. Lee, please? Yes, but spe- you're speaking to him. Hi, uh, and it's Don. I'm not going to be able to call it. <laughs> I'm not going to be on school in tonight. I'm really poorly. All right, well, hang on, let me get, um... It was Dom, was it? Yeah. So you can't call in tonight. <laughs> Will you be able to call in next week at all? 
I'm dripping out of every hole, mate. Oh, I don't dear know. God. <laughs> um, I'll put you down as a possible for Tuesday. Right, I better go. My helm is wonky. Oh, my goodness gracious me. He's obviously a cyclist. 0344 499 Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I did have, I did have a, a proper full-on version of Annie's song in Hindi. This isn't it. No, that's not it. That's not it. Where is it? I used to have it. Um, but bear with me, call. It's, it's, it really is. Um, it really is worth it. Um, um, oh, I say I like John Denver. I've got I've got a very soft spot for uh, John Denver. I used to, it was a song. I had it on cassette. I've lost that cassette a long time ago. Um, no, nope. I play a brilliant. I tell you, I play a brilliant. Um, I wonder if I can find it. Hang on a minute. Let's take a call. Uh, line three. You're on the wireless. Graffiti artist. The irony will be that the writing will be on the wall for one of you. <laughs> okay. Couldn't hear any of that, but but thank you. Line five. You're on the wireless. Hi, and it's Nelson from the Norfolk. Hey, Nelson, how you doing, man? <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. I wonder if this is this. There's a good. There's a really good John, uh, uh, John Denver song that no one knows. I wonder if this is it. Hang on a second. Is this it? This is great. Oh, oh. Grassland. We're gonna play that. We're gonna win on a John Denver song. It's a cracking song. It's it's, it's a bit heavy-handed in its um, its its message. But I I like John Denver. What? Uh, I, and here's the thing: whenever you're offered tickets to go and see a concert, whatever that concert may be, go. Because I remember being at college, and uh, a, a sort of friend said, "Oh, me and my parents are going to go and see John Denver. Do you want to go and see him with us at the Royal Abbey?" I went, "Nah, nah." But he died shortly after. That was stupid. I'd love to have gone and seen John Denver at the Royal Albert Hall. Won't be happening ne- any time soon. I'm off next Friday. Why is that? I'm taking my boys to see the Beach Boys at the Royal Albert Hall. I decided ages ago, right? <clears throat> and I'll tell you what it was. It's hardly one of the greatest concerts in the world. But when I was at another radio station about 12 years ago, um, we had uh, the Bare Naked Ladies came in. This is when Stephen Page was still with them. By the way, Stephen Page doing a UK tour. He'll be on the show soon to talk about that. Um, and um, uh, it was like on a, they came in on like a Wednesday and they were playing on the Friday or something. Or they came in on the Thursday. And Stephen Page and Tyler said, are you going to come to the show tomorrow? We'll put your name on the door. I went, I can't. I've got to do the show. Stupid. And uh, uh, several years later, looking back on that, I thought, right. If there is an opportunity to go and see a concert, um, or, or, or now I've got kids, if there is an opportunity for me to take my kids to a concert um, over work, I'm going to take my kids to see the concert over work. I'm, I'm going to do it. Because when, I, when we get older, they won't say to me, hey, Dad, do you remember that Friday that you worked? They'll say, hey, Dad, do you remember when we were kids and you took us to see the Beach Boys and we had terrible, terrible seats and we left early because it was too long? But it wasn't good. 
I've, I've still got that T-shirt somewhere you bought me. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. So this is what I'm doing now. Uh, and particularly with the groups I like, like the Beach Boys and like the Monkeys, because let's be honest, I mean, Mike Love, I think, is 74, 75. The Monkeys are in their 70s. Let's be honest. Every time the Beach Boys come around and I go and see them, I, I, I walk away thinking, well, that's like my last Beach Boys concert. I, 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 I do. I mean, I'm, when the Beach Boys reformed and it was all of them, and I remember driving there with such mixed feelings, thinking, I'm, I'm, this is 2012, I'm never going to see the Beach Boys in this incarnation ever again. Um, I, I, and so every time I come away from a Beach Boys concert and the zombies are playing and the, the monk, I always come away thinking, well, that's the last time I'm ever going to see them. And I'm always surprised when two years later, boom, they come back round. And this time, next Friday... I am taking my seven-year-old and my five-year-old. I'm picking them up from school. I'm driving them straight into London. We will get my eldest changed out of his judo kit and we will get them in some nice clothes. Because uh, we always like to dress up a bit smart for the concerts. We wear our jacket, we wear like suit jackets and stuff and look a bit smart. And we'll go and find somewhere nice to eat by the Royal Albert Hall. And we will go. And we've got terrible seats because I, I, it was a real last-minute thing. Terrible seats. And I tried to blag backstage passes and I couldn't. Um, and it, the Beach Boys do a, do a solid two and a half hours. So two and a half hours for those kids in terrible seats, we're not going to last the whole concert. And that doesn't matter. When they both say, can we go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them stick around for another 15 minutes, and then we'll go. And then that memory will be locked in. And that's more important than me coming in and talking to you guys. I'm afraid, sorry, and I know you'll understand that, but but it is that's more important that's the stuff that uh, uh, makes life worth living and i and i enjoy this job and this is a great job and all of that but 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 i'm 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 thinking 30 years hence what it, it, good dadding you're right well i'm thinking 30 years hence what am i going to remember am i going to remember the show i did here on friday may the 19th 2017 or am i going to remember um taking my boys to the Royal Albert Hall to see one of my favourite groups of all time. I, I think you know the answer, guys. I think you know the answer. Uh, we've got 24 minutes, there, thereabouts, and we're going to end on this John Denver song, which is, I, I, I love it. You may hate it, and it's very, very heavy-handed in his... Um, in the message and the mess is it's a message song and he really hammers it home but do you know what i'm i'm quite happy for him to hammer it home it's over dramatic over theatrical and it's wonderful uh, but we've got another 20 minutes or so of of your calls straight to air and for the first time in the entire evening the calls have uh, have have stopped which is great, because it's been such a busy show, and I think we all need a little breather. If you want to call in straight to air, you're more than welcome to 0344 499 It's been a very frantic show with Frank Highfield, with um, the gentleman who drinks his own wee and is a part-time breatharian. Read about those guys. The breatharians are nuts um and we've had lots of calls we've had keith of course calling in and it's been kind of a frantic show so maybe we just need to just need to slow down a little bit perhaps perhaps that's the way so with that in mind we'll take the break a little bit early we'll come back phone lines will be open if you want to call in 
that's groovy. If you don't, we'll enjoy the silence. And then we'll end with a, a, a very heavy-handed, but I think stunning John Denver song. How's about that for the next 20 minutes? Deal? Great. See you on the other side of this. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. All right. The dying embers of the show will end with, um, I think it's a nice song. You might think it's silly. Um, Call straight to air, as it has been all night. 03444991000. Let's go to uh, line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It is Robo Alex again. What is up, boss? Hey, Robo Alex. How you doing, man? Or robot? I have had a couple of drops of WD-40, and I am loose as a goose. Oh, you're a little... A tipsy robot. You don't get too many of those to the pound. No. Um... I am playing with my fidget spinner. Oh, for goodness sakes. That means... I know that means something completely different to robots. Yes, it does. Yeah, okay. Um, what you got planned for the weekend? Watching James Bond. <laughs> and which James Bond are you going to be watching? seven. Yes, I know. Which one will you be watching? Moore, Connery, Lazenby, or um, um, what's his name? Craig Dave. Uh, Craig, what's it? Craig, uh, Daniel Craig. Octopussy. Thank you very much indeed, as, as as expected. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's another robot. <laughs> Is this a soundboard? No, it's not. No, I just got in the speaker uh, on speaker. Oh, it sound, I thought someone was playing clips to me. It sounded it sounded a bit funny, but it's on speakerphone, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's Nigel. Yes. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I've got my first daytime uh, show tomorrow. Hey, beautiful. I'm on from three till six tomorrow afternoon. Three till six. I think I'm going to be. Um... Uh, I think I'm going to be your direct competition in a few weeks when I get my show on Virgin. <laughs> no, I, no, that, that ain't Sorry. no joke. I'm getting my show on Virgin soon. Really? Oh, it's only for a few weeks, only for a few Saturdays, and it's play. It's all playlist stuff, guys. I won't be choosing the songs, but boy, oh boy, the banter in between this. I don't know how to do music radio, so I'm going to find it quite, um, quite tough. Yeah, well, it's going to be... I'm just standing in for somebody for a couple of weeks. Beautiful. But that's, it's, that's fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's a, a rack and roll... What we call rack and roll show. Rack and roll. Rack and no, roll. No, rack. Rap and no, roll. rack and roll. Rats and rolls. Rack and roll. What does rack and roll mean? Basically, stack them and rack them. Stack them and rack don't. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't understand. I, honestly, I don't speak radio. Uh, basically, uh, short links and, and play the music. Yeah, get in there, fella. I think that's what my Saturday show will be. I've got no idea what they want from me. But, well, that, that's g- good for you. So, yeah, and then uh, next week on my show, I've got an Emmerdale special. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. 
I got. Uh, I was down at a Princess Trust uh, charity event last weekend. Oh, oh yeah. It was a celebrity football and then uh, cricket match on the Sunday. Yeah. And I got to interview the cast and hey. uh, and then on the show next week. Uh, Melandra Burrows. Mal- did you get to speak no. to Melandra Burrows? No, 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 no. She's good. I like her. Uh, at, uh, who was uh, Sam Dingle? I got to speak to. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, the legend that is Eric Pollard. Oh, years is he on still? The show. Is he still? I thought he died. No, still on the show. Who was that years. fox? Who was the foxy woman who used to wear jodhpurs? The the with the eyes. Uh, I don't know. I don't really. To be honest, I don't really get chance to watch. Ow, it. well, you don't give your silly it. sausage. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Really? Yes. Jonathan. Not racist, Jonathan, unfortunately. Well, I'm the best Jonathan you've got right now. Well. Maybe we should, just, we should just deal with that right now, right? Well, I don't know if you're the best that we've got. <laughs> I'm, I'm empirically the best. You've got no other Jonathans right now. Have you been I'm smoking, have you been smoking crack cocaine this evening? I've been drinking alcohol. There we go. Here we go. It's going to be a boring call, I'm afraid, Ian. Well, there's... Well, it's not going to be boring. There. Okay, no. What, what's been happening tonight? Unfortunately, I've got to be able to listen. Well, uh, you'll, ha- you'll have to um, use the excellent Listen Again facilities. Okay, right. I mean, again, in London's uh, Grand Can- uh, King's Class, where Google's HQ is... You are, are going to get on? destroyed there, boy. <laughs> you are going <laughs> to get destroyed. No, I'm ready for this. For what? For, for, for wandering around I, King's Cross with that sweet face. Look, I've got a brilliant face. I'm ready. I've been to a spag do tonight. I'm ready for this. Okay, you got a flexible mouth. Yeah. Beautiful. Then you're. you're it's a Friday night. I'm. Yep. Okay, that's great. Well, then uh, you carry on wandering around King's Cross. Right. Um, I just want to say that I love this show, and it. He's doing drunk talk. <laughs> I just want to say, and I'm not drunk. I love this. Effing show so much. I mean, this show, this effing show. I, honest, come in, come in, talk radio. Give me a hug. I love this show. Drunks, man alive. Um, this dog and lamb story. I was. This is what I wanted to talk about. The dog. You know, we talked about the dog and lamb yesterday. Not a pub. It's um. It, uh, it, I'm very suspicious. There's a big thing in the um, the mail about it now. A £1,000 reward to find missing Bella and Blake. This is this inter-species relationship. They're dead, man. I don't want... They are dead. They've been missing for days. A dog and a lamb. The dog's eating it. And they're dead. I hate to say this. There's something very suspicious going on. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. Evening. Evening. <laughs> um... You were saying about taking your lads to see uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made me think of when I was, I think I was a little bit older than your eldest lad. Yeah. But my uh, my old man took me out of school for the day to go and see uh, Bruce Springsteen in oh, London. beautiful. Fantastic. And it, yeah, it's such a strong memory for me. Yeah. You know, I have like, there's no photos, there's no yep. sort of anything from that day, but... I um, I have been toying 
and I, I couldn't, there was a band playing that I wanted to take the boys, and I couldn't take them because it was on a Thursday, a Wednesday night. And then someone said, you know that's half term that week. So I investigated taking them, but my wife is taking the boys away half term while I'm working. The band that I would have taken them to see? Kiss. And they would have loved every second of the over-the-top pompous firework blood spitting nonsense but i bet springsteen as a kid was great yeah it was amazing like i say and it was like he came and woke me up early and was like don't bother putting your school uniform on go and get a different change of clothes and i was kind of like half asleep going what's going on he's like don't worry about it get in the car (laughs) and took me uh, down to london and yeah such a such a nice memory to have. That's what it's all about, man. That is what that when we're on our deathbeds, that is what it's about. Exactly. Hey, Mark, thank you for the Kaufman badge as well. Oh, you're very welcome, man. I, uh, I, I saw it and thought of you. I love yeah. it. It's on my jacket. It's, it came straight off that bit of card, and it's on my jacket <laughs> and being worn with pride. And the Kaufman special I recorded yesterday, I have been told, although the BBC, uh, the, the 30th of, of May, the 30th of May, um, oh, I think it goes out like 3 or 4 o'clock. I'll find out and I'll tweet it. But me talking about Andy Kaufman to Matthew Paris, of all people. Wow. And I convinced him. We convinced him by the end that he was a genius. We convinced him. He loved it. He watched loads of Kaufman as yeah. As research, never heard of the fella. And at the end, oh, I said, really? at the end of it, after we finished, I said, Matthew, so what did you think? Were you were you convinced? He went, oh, I thought he was marvellous. And the the clip that he watched, <laughs> that he liked, go and watch it. It's when Kaufman goes on to um, uh, um, uh, David Letterman, and he looks all dishevelled, and he's got snot coming out of his nose, and he begs the audience for money. And that was what swung it for him, where he, where where <laughs> Matthew Paris went. I thought it was marvellous. He's a genius. <laughs> Mark, thank you, mate. <laughs> Glad you liked it, man. No, it's, you're very kind. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, line three, you're on the wireless. You've got ten minutes left of the show. How is the best way to spend the last day of your job off? The last day of your job off? Yep, your last day. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, line four, you're on the wireless. The Indian sends signals from the rocks above the paths. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The squirrels with a couple, she is tied against a tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's a bit and she don't need. She lets us to the horses when the couple is asleep. And he waits to find a fire, dead and arrows in his hat. And Davy Crockett rides around and says, It's cool for cats, it's cool for cats. Oh, for cats. The Sweeney's doing 90 because they've got nowhere to go. They catch a gang of villains in a shit up at a throw. They can't end at the fathers when the handcuffs lock again. In and out, I once will do numbers on their names. It's funny how their missus always looks a bleeding same. And meanwhile, at this station, there's a couple of likely lads who swear that Arch Father and they're very cool for cats. They're cool for cats. Cool for cats. Thank you. That was a great call to end on. What a great call. And we are going to end on. I could have let him go on, but I, 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 I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm spent. Oh, well, we'll end, we'll end with this. Um, it's a heavy handed John Denver message song, but I love it. And we, we talk, I can't remember why we we're talking about John Denver, but we did. So we're going to play it. Uh, podcasts for tonight will be out on Monday. Don't forget 25 calls. Look at that. 25 calls. Some shows I know don't even get any. 25 calls. Um, uh, don't forget to get, download the rabbit hole. Uh, there's a new one that came out. I think you will enjoy. Enjoy this. Some of you will hate it, but what's the beauty of it? a grassland farmer Western Oklahoma 1943 
This could be the last time If peace is our vision Класс! Оказывается, мы можем фонограмму попадать.